And welcome back to our Love Island recap. I am your host, Kirsten McInnes, as always. I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Brian Scally, to break down the uh, bananas week we've had so far. Scally, how's it going? Hello, I am good. Excited to talk about the finale of Casa Amor finally after they made us wait, uh, which feels like a month and a half ago with how much has happened since then. Uh, I don't think any of the couples are the same as they were two days ago, but, you know, I am doing good. Excited to be talking about this batch. Yeah, this was a big one. We definitely scheduled this week wrong. Uh, and that's on us, but no, whatever. they scheduled this week wrong. Okay, yeah, it's their fault, not us. Um, <laughs> like, why couldn't the country music stuff have been Tuesday? Whatever, it's fine. Um, we are joined for this jam packed bunch of episodes by a great guest. You have heard her on a bunch of Big Brother podcasts so far, uh, and she has her own YouTube channel. So, subscribe, everybody. Uh, Chantel Francis, how's it going? Hello, hello. Oh my God, I'm so excited to be talking about Love Island. Um, I've just been obsessed with the show. I watched all the UK versions and I was a little bit nonplussed about the season one of the US, but season two has been like, it's been making my summer of 2020, not going to lie. Yeah, this, I think we've been raving this whole time about how the casting is just right this year. The twists have been a bit better. Uh, it's just a, a nice breath of fresh air compared to everything else on CBS right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and so you've watched all the UK. Have you watched Australian Love Island before? I have. I have. Okay, so that's our like black hole of knowledge. Blind spot. Everything's gone. Oh, <laughs> um, I mean, I don't specifically remember it, but like I watched it when it was on air. Um, I know a little bit of the gossip of like the winning couple Ooh. and like what happened after the oh fact. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> we'll, so when I we'll watch, binge and then we will message you because normally, exactly. <laughs> normally I watch the UK seasons like well after Scally does, and then when I'm done, he gives me all of the dirt and the gossip and everything that happened. <laughs> so uh, I'll be looking to you for that for the Australian ones. Absolutely, and I, I can do a rewatch of it. Like this content is so bingeable that like I don't really get sick of it. So I can maybe do it with you, and we can kind of chat about it at the same time. I would love that. There oh my go. god. Okay, perfect. So uh, U.S. Love Island. Uh, Basically, they stopped on Friday saying uh, it's time to recouple from Casa Amor and then uh, left us in the lurch. Uh, I think they showed some stuff in the Saturday recap, but uh, I didn't watch it because, again, we all deserve a day off. (laughs) But I think, honestly, it should just we should just go with like what the couples are, I think. Like, I don't even think it's worth anything. Well, it's kind of like how it started, yeah. like that, so, that Sunday, epic Sunday episode, that two hour special, you know. Which again, they need to stop doing that. Like I like it. <laughs> no, okay, but like, I need it. I'll take it, please. I they need to give us more warning, basically. 
Well, I was thinking, I was like, there, it has to be two hours. There's too much that was going on. There's too much that needs to be resolved. So I just had an expect, expectation of it being two hours. So I just went in thinking that. Yeah, you're not going to catch me complaining about a coherent storyline on CBS right now. So I'm happy that I can, you know, actually see what happened here rather than uh, what, you know, they decided was easier to edit into an episode. So I am excited. There was I know we want to jump into who the couples are, you know, at this point. But I feel like they did some editing tricks and twist and everything was I was on the edge of my couch watching like who was coming back from Love Island on the possible <laughs> Yeah, so. so the way they show it is it is the women choosing who they want to be in a couple with. Um, the woman states whether they want to stick with their old couple or choose one of the new boys. Uh, and then after they make their decision, their prior, you know, partner comes in and you find out if they also waited or if they have come in with someone else. So... First up, Moira picked. We all knew she was going to pick Aaron. They've been making cake or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and so they're sitting down and then Calvin comes back in with Cher. Uh, I think that we all kind of saw that one coming. Yeah, Moira, apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, but like she picked someone else also. So I don't really know how upset she's allowed to be in that situation. Uh, allowed to be or is is a different thing. <laughs> she is pretty upset, it seems like. I think it's because Cher is so damn hot that like she was maybe surprised by him having enough game to be able to snag that hottie patati. I'll so admit I'm also surprised at him right? being able to snag that hottie patati. <laughs> maybe she just wanted to ease her way into the villa, you know? Could see it. Uh, so then we get Kirsten. Uh, she's like, you know what? I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to wait for Carrington. He has specifically told me he is not interested in being with me, but I'm I'm just going to wait. It's fine. Uh, and then they producers do the meanest thing I think I've ever seen, which is have Carrington walk down the <laughs> stairs by himself. It looks, yes, it looks like he's alone. And then he turns and does a little like come here motion with his hand. And Laurel comes down the stairs. It I can't even believe that we just saw this on TV. When he walked down alone, my jaw was on the floor. And then he does the little like hand wave and my jaw broke through the floor. I'm invoicing CBS because <laughs> I need repairs. It was so shocking. And it was uh first of all that it was not Mercedes because I had no trust in Carrington's choices. Um also that like they would pull that stunt on us. Like it was so shady, but I, I love mess. So I was all for it. Well, I do need to. I was wondering, though, whether or not um, both Carrington and the producers might have assumed that Kirsten was going to pick somebody because like that's like a new level of cruelty, you know, that like he's going to be doing that with someone that's like waiting by herself for him. So I think that producers knew what was going to happen. But Carrington, uh, as he said, really thought that she would pick someone since they were not together anymore. Uh, I yeah, we had a question of someone asking, like, do you think production had this idea or Carrington had this idea of coming down the stairs alone? And mm, I don't know. I think production. I don't think Carrington would have been that like thought to be that mean about it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're like timing, like, okay, Carrington, go. You know, on the headset, and then like, okay, Laurel, go. You know what I mean? Like setting yeah. them off at like a certain timing. So I think that they had that timed out. That takes an evil genius. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Carrington is only one of those things. And it's oh, no. not. <laughs> so. Oh, no. Um, but I was also really upset with Kirsten because, like, I really felt that she didn't allow one of the guys that she was getting along with that was in the, the villa with them for this whole, these few days, like them an opportunity to maybe find love. So I thought it was a little bit, a little bit selfish maybe on Kirsten for not choosing someone to partner up with as friends. Yeah. I, I just don't know what was going through her head. I think she thought that waiting by herself was like a grand romantic gesture and that Carrington would see that she did not pick a man and he was suddenly going to just fall in love with her, want to be with her because she made the ultimate sacrifice. Like, I think that that's what was going through her head. Like, oh, if I do this, he will fall in love with me, which is just so dumb. I was thinking more so that she wanted people to feel sorry for her and that she was using a little bit of like weird emotional manipulation here because it's like, oh my God, poor Kirsten, like Carrington's so mean, you know? It could be both, actually. Uh, see, I feel like it was a genuine thing. I don't feel like she owes it to anyone to pick them for sure. I do feel like probably when you're in the point where it's like my journey's over, why not give it to someone else? But you remember, we also had Jalen being like, you should do like what your heart wants. And like, I agree, you should stand there by yourself. And I'm kind of now recontextualizing that and wondering was Jalen saying like, yeah, you don't need any of these guys because as soon as I can ditch Mackenzie, I'm coming straight for you. <laughs> so maybe that was the intention there. You might be onto something. I never <laughs> actually thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. That's so hey, he, he got into the villa and then he knew <laughs> I need somebody else open. Let's make sure Kirsten does not end up with anyone else. Here's my ticket. Didn't work out that way, but Oh goodness gracious. That's so much. Uh, we get at least a positive moment. Justine chooses to stay with Caleb. Caleb comes in and he has already chosen to stay with her. They reunite. It's really cute. Um, I don't know if I could stand a couple harder at this point. I cried. Not going to lie. I no. cried. Yeah. Well, there's something about the story that she's telling never being being chosen. And like, you know, she just wants to be the one. I'm getting choked up talking about it right now. I'm getting like, choked up too. Being the one to be picked. And, you know, knowing that he's going to make her feel so happy. Like, regardless of whether I believe that they might make it in the real world. Like, that moment that he gave her was just so kind. And, like, it was such a boost for her self-confidence that um, I thought it was really, really special and moving. So I did cry and I'm crying now so exactly might have shed like a tear but it was like well like you said it was for that moment where like Justine had said like she had never been someone's first choice in the villa and like she was just hoping that it came through and we got a little bit of a scare there but Justine and Caleb reunite and even you know just almost as much as that you have like her and Sally like holding hands and jumping up and down together and I've been waiting for you know this season's bromance to pop up but I think that Justine and Selly are the friendship of the season. I am obsessed with them. Uh, I don't care about the relationships in terms of what happens outside of the villa. Just don't let Justine and Selly not become friends because I'll be devastated. Uh, I need them more scenes with them. Uh, big, big fan. 
hundred percent. Like they are definitely the the golden gem of this season. Um, I love watching their interactions. Like if you remember the holy water scene, I was like <laughs> laughing. I'm just like, oh my god, they're just so cute and they're they get along so well and they're kind of in a similar situation with their men. And yeah, I love them too. Put them on the amazing race. I'm ready when it comes back. Yes. Whoa. Exactly. Yes. I just got chills. <laughs> Check. Yes. Put them on. That is what we need. Hell yes. Um, so, well, I guess we'll jump to the other half of the most important relationship of the season, Sally. Uh, she also chooses to stay with Johnny. Johnny also has chosen to come back to her. Uh, and she immediately is like, well, did you like kiss anyone outside of challenges? And he's like, mm. We'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't even feel like it was like in an accusatory way at all. It was just like, oh my God, like I'm so happy. Like I was nervous. Like maybe you'd be like kissing someone outside of challenges. He's like, yeah, about that. Uh, <laughs> like, well, you know, and so uh, it was not as, you know, as happy as Selly was for their reunion. I could not fully be as happy as uh, they were, but. Uh, you know, feeling for my girl Sally here in this couple episodes. I'm just really mad at Johnny still, and oh, I will continue to be mad at him for the foreseeable future, actually. Uh, he's <laughs> got to do a lot to earn back my trust, love, and affection. Absolutely. But I did have a, a thought, though. Ariel was more moved, I felt, by Sally and Johnny's recoupling than she was by Justine and Caleb's. Um, I thought that was interesting. I just, I think that they have just been so much more established that it felt mm. like a given that they should be together and like that they had been kept apart was such a problem. And, you know, she's privy to the vote where America said that they are like the most compatible couple by like uh-huh. 90%. So like, <laughs> I do think that that plays intuitive production being like, Oh my God, Johnny and Sally. But it's like production that's done. That's over. Um, they're still together, but we, actually will be standing Caleb and Justine until the end of time. Thank you. See, I don't know if those were tears of joy. She might have been like, oh, Sally, what you're about to find out. I feel so bad for you. So maybe they were a different reason for those tears. <laughs> and I, but uh, hey, and even still, like you said, she's privy to the vote. I feel like Johnny and Sally were a very popular couple. And hey, you had Justine and Caleb as the pregame to this, you know, real post game of Sally and Johnny. So it, it loosened the metaphorical jar on those tears. So uh, yeah, you're going to get the couple more tears on the second time out there Hmm. can't relate (laughs) (laughs) but so then okay then we get like the real drama moment Uh, Mackenzie chooses to couple up with Jalen and Connor comes back alone with Mackenzie's childhood teddy bear Gus and I just I can't find it in my heart to feel bad for him <laughs> like people are like, oh, poor Connor. Oh, Connor's a top ten man in the world. Oh, who said? I no saw. Said I that. saw that comment. No one said after that the episode. I know. I was like their name and number because I just want to talk. Connor's uh, not but, a top ten man in the villa, right? <laughs> like, he sucks I, so much. But I feel like this moment was really curated to make people feel bad for him and feel like he's just a victim in all of this, and he stayed true and blah 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 blah. No, no one at Castle Moore liked him, so he came back for Mackenzie, and then she had found someone else. Like. I just am not willing to accept that he is a victim in this situation. They are both toxic as all hell. 
They are both <laughs> perpetrators and victims. <laughs> and sure, and he doesn't have to be a victim, but like, uh, you know, it was him all week, like, oh, like me and Smoopy, like me and Mr. Gus, like we're all excited. And while I am not saying Connor is a victim or that I am like devastated for Connor, in this moment, I had like awkward sympathy where like I know how bad this would be if I was no matter like what the precursor to this was and as I've said Connor is not doing good things but sometimes I feel like Connor might not be aware that he's not doing them which doesn't mean that we should excuse them but might make me feel a little bit worse about about him in general as Electra Abundance says in season two of Pose I never feel bad for a man (laughs) Fair. But you know that a producer pushed Gus in his hands and like, okay, go, Connor. Um, But he does say that he felt hurt and taken advantage of. And like, I actually didn't agree with that because I feel that he was making all these choices in like he made them he said that he wanted to be in a couple with um with Mackenzie like he asked her to be his girlfriend he he took it back of course but like he's done all these things to make (laughs) her kind of believe that there was something more going on between them and so the fact that he felt hurt and taken advantage of I think he took advantage of himself like he actually wasn't being true to himself the whole time and so the fact that she realized that she didn't want to she wasn't feeling it anymore I think that that's what he's more hurt about but I was kind of annoyed by that he was kind of like putting on her in that sense when they Everybody knows that they're not actually compatible, even him. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, everyone, all through this week, I've seen so many tweets about how it's all on Mackenzie, and Mackenzie did this to him, and, like, she's the only bad guy. Like, this whole relationship we have clocked, it is a toxic relationship. They should absolutely not be together. But it's not a situation where one person has done everything wrong, and the other person is a perfect angel. And so I just don't like that narrative that seems to have been really pushed this week and like yeah he's allowed to be hurt I think that Mackenzie put it really well when she's like yeah it just even though I'm not feeling it it still hurts that it's over because it was like a real thing and that's fair and understandable but they don't need to be putting it on each other that someone did something wrong like it's a it's been three weeks like Mm -hmm. and to be honest go ahead what I was going to say is even like we're about to get into where like they split off and go talk and like all of the guys are like, how could she ever do this? Like, I don't even recognize her. And Mackenzie says like, why when they were saying to him, like move on from her, break up with her, you're not compatible. And then she does what they wanted him to do. And she's the villain. And it's like, no, you guys have been encouraging them to split for so long. And like, yeah, Connor, like he said, even to the guys, like he did not meet anyone in Casa Amor, but he was open. He was fully willing to do what Mackenzie did. And just because she got there first, they're all mad. Like, no. And I, I 100% I enjoyed her when she was getting to know Jalen, um, you know, up until that point. Like, I liked her, her little bit of a banter that she was having. Like, she was kind of flirty. You know, she just seemed like a real person that I liked her in the villa. I wasn't like, oh, everything bad happened to Mackenzie. Like, <laughs> I was enjoying her being there and, and exploring that relationship. And so, no matter what, I was 100% all for her picking Jalen. And because I, I thought she was doing it for herself. I thought that the, the person that she was was real and genuine. And so, yeah, I was thumbs up for the, her deciding to leave Connor, the toxic relationship that it was, and move on just to somebody that allowed her to be better and more fun and more likable. You know? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so then there's like girl talk and boy talk about like the Carrington Kirsten situation. And Carrington's like, yeah, I feel bad for her. But like, 
we're not going to work, which like, yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then the girls are talking about how mean Carrington's speech was, how it was condescending. And Kirsten's like, I'm still happy with what I did, but like now I feel humiliated. I'm like, then are you happy with what you did in that situation? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, I do feel like this was a little. I wonder if they didn't show everything, but like, you got to feel like if he took more jabs, they would have shown them. I don't feel like he was the most gentle, uh, but I do think that it was a little bit of them talking like, oh, yeah, like it could have been done like easier but i ultimately i just feel like there's no way where kirsten's standing up there alone that it's going to feel like he handled it well necessarily and i'm assuming that he decided what he was going to say before he realized that she wasn't going to be standing with somebody else and so he probably practiced and planned exactly what his speech was going to be and then she's standing there alone and now it's kind of like uh i was going to say all these things about like the new girl that i'm seeing because i thought she's going to be with somebody else and so i think that that might be you know why it may have come off as harsh is because she was standing there alone that's a great call i just can't imagine being like I'm humiliated, but I'm happy about my decision. (laughs) I I don't know, but maybe that's just me. Support for this podcast comes from the IT experts at CDW, people who get it. At CDW, we get the future workplace works differently. Today's my first day back. Almost forgot what floor we were on. Understandable, but with modern health and safety technology orchestrated by CDW, the future can work better. Technology like thermal screening and occupancy tracking enables employees to walk confidently into the office. Wait, this isn't my floor. Is this even my building? Even if it's been a while, IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash future of work. Support for this podcast comes from Women on the Move. J.P. Morgan Chase's global initiative that provides women with opportunities to succeed in their personal and professional lives. In their original podcast, Women on the Move, host Sam Saperstein interviews a range of notable business leaders about securing an equal future for women in the workplace and the leadership lessons they've learned throughout their careers. Season three of Women on the Move is out now and focuses on female business owners telling their stories of resilience, grit, and how they show up for their communities. We need to figure out a way so that we can continue donating it, but so that we won't go bankrupt. So what are we going to do? We need to start thinking like a nonprofit and we need to reach out to foundations and other organizations and find ways to continue operating, but also continue donating. Listen and subscribe to the Women on the Move podcast now, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, We also get, so Johnny and Sully talk. And Johnny is broaching uh, what happened with Mercedes uh, in a way of, oh, you have nothing to worry about. Our foundation is so strong. But also I was, you know, doing some nighttime activities with another woman in the Casa Moore and uh, it's really fine. And Sally's like, well, I didn't even give any of these guys a chance because I knew I wanted to be with you. Like, why would you do this? And he's like, well, I knew that I want you. And she's like, well, why did you like, it's just like such a circular conversation of why Johnny why why did you do this Chantal what do you think of this okay I I've been trying to be on Johnny's side a little bit like be like okay he's in Castlemore like you know I felt as though Mackenzie I'm sorry uh, Mercedes was coming on really strong and he did put up some barriers in my opinion of like kind of no vibes like he gave some no vibes in the beginning and 
it felt to me that she was a little bit predatory in how she was really kind of going for him. But now since I've seen her do some interviews and she was kind of saying it was the opposite. And so it's kind of skewing me thinking about what was going on here. And so it's kind of everybody that's been leaving the villa has been saying that he's been playing a game and that, you know, he, he was targeting Mercedes as to be somebody that he wanted to explore things with. I am worried that he wanted his cake and eat, eat it too. And that he wasn't really thinking of Sally because he was just thinking with his 22 year old virile self about this hot woman. That's kind of <laughs> ready to make out with him and he'll deal with Sally later. He knows what to say. And they're already a strong couple. They, they could probably still win in the end. So. <sighs> yeah. I saw an article where Mercedes was like, yeah, after the season, Johnny's going to be in my DMS. And I was yeah. like, Oh no. I mean, I don't think it's wrong though. <laughs> I it's, kind it's, of not feel like... it's not impossible. Like I feel like with Johnny and Selly, they have the type of relationship where if you told me that they were gonna get married and be happy forever, um, I'd be like, Okay. And if you told me that no in way. like two months they're going to have an explosive breakup and he's gonna go hook up with Mercedes, I'd be like, Okay. Yeah, I I believe that any and all options are on the table for this couple. I don't think that they're locked into any one path. If Selly watches one episode of Casa Amor, they're not ending up together. I mean, blatantly, he was like, oh, yeah, so like we kissed. I was like, you guys made out and like rolled around on the cat. Like this was not like an innocent kiss. Like that did not happen. I don't know why. Like the first conversation, it should have been like Sally, like, okay, Laurel, share. Let's go. Like, I want to hear what happened over there because Johnny like and she talks about later like, oh, I actually trust him more now because it was the first thing he told. Like, yeah, he came back with six witnesses. What was he supposed to do? He had to tell you like someone was gonna spill so like come on Sally like I get it (laughs) she doesn't have like all the information and so like that's unfortunate but I just can't see where she is like okay with this because from what we've seen it she looked like you know that upset and had a very played down version of the story already well, I think that maybe if they want to make it work, she shouldn't w- watch like what happens over at Castlemore. <laughs> like even if you think of like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, the the winner doesn't watch necessarily the whole season because they don't want to see their now partner making out with different people throughout the you know all the episodes. So I would imagine maybe that would be like let's not watch this zone or it will break up. <laughs> Possible. Oh, but then I feel like the minute that Johnny's like, hey. Maybe we shouldn't watch Casa more. I feel like then her curiosity will just go into overdrive and she'd be like, did they like fully have like intercourse? Like, why can't I watch it? Or like Justine's going to watch it and send it right to Sally. So like it's going to happen. But it does look, though, as though Mercedes is coming on to him. And so, yes, the bed scene, that was that's a little bit different. And like the kiss after the whole um, little competition was over, a little bit different. But I don't even think those were that bad. It's like when you see Mercedes like writhing and moving her hand and like, let me shut you up with my mouth. And like, you know, just like she was being very aggressive. And so she might be able to rationalize like, well, I can understand like she was coming on strong. Well, it literally would be him being like yeah no I want to go back to Sally and then she'd be like I don't want to hear Sally's name again like 
what? Uh, so I, I can see how it could be rationalized. I do still think that, uh, you know, Johnny, an adult man with agency over his body. And mm-hmm. he he it, it, it's not like this was done to him. He was an active participant. So I could yeah. see some issues should she watch the show. But I can also see how she would rationalize it and maybe stay with him for longer than she would otherwise. I, I don't know. If he wants to say she kissed him and he did not kiss her back, you have like half a second to jump off because not a 45 minute makeout session. <laughs> like it's not how it goes. <laughs> so like, he, like Kristen said, it was a full willing participant in this. Like, yes, Mercedes is aggressive, but Mercedes is single. She's allowed to be aggressive. Johnny, if he wants to be single, can be single and can go make out with Mercedes. All he wants for I care. And if him and Sally have an agreement where he can do that also cool i don't care but at the point where like she's upset about it like that's what happened okay so what do you think his excuse is gonna be when sally watches casa more do you think he's gonna be like i fell or or what (laughs) like onto her mouth yeah i fell onto her mouth mouth to mouth just happened He'll already either have the fifty thousand or not have the fifty thousand by then. So I don't know. <laughs> it's really oh going to depend. God. Imagine they're in the final two, and he like decides to keep the money Ooh. or something. Oh my god! If okay, I'm sorry. If he chose to keep the money and they were at the end, I would be cyberbullying him until the end of time. <laughs> like I try, <laughs> like I try to be nice and good online as my, I you know, if anyone follows me, they might find that hard to believe, but I, I am mostly nice. I, I keep a lot of things inside that I don't actually say cause they're actually mean. I would cyberbully Johnny if he stole the money from Sally at the end. I think all of America would cyberbully him. <laughs> No, it's not like it's true. Like that would be so wrong. It's too rotten. Like I would already be mad that Caleb and Justine didn't win. And then for him to take that, like if they got to the end and Sally was like, I'm taking all the money because you cheated on me at Casa Moore. I'd be like, girl, get it. Yes. Oh my gosh. Imagine that's that's a storyline I can get behind. That I would stand. But if he like, Goes after Mercedes like Hassan Moore and then took all of the money. Oh, he would be so far past canceled. I can't even tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's a sticky situation there. Definitely sticky. Um, yeah. And so we get Caleb and Johnny talking about it. And Johnny's like, I regret it. And Caleb is like, you got to, you know, be calm. The, right now the stove is hot. Like you will get burned. Like you need to just give her some space and some time to think, which I do think is a very good advice in this moment. I feel like Caleb always has really good advice. I'm gonna. I, I think it's because he's Aquarius, like me, and uh, <laughs> I definitely give a lot of great advice. So <laughs> I think that's why. Well, that's Scally and I both have Aquarius rising. Ooh, great! <laughs> and what, I think you're what you're you're Libra, correct? No, no, no. no that's no, no, I'm okay. I'm double Sag with Aquarius. Rising, Ooh, okay. So it's a lot, pretty philosophical. <laughs> um, I love how I like fully know Scully's chart, and he's like, "Oh, I'm Aquarius Rising." I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, he's I like, learned you know his first time, and like I literally, when I be- if I am friends with you, and I don't have your birth date, time, and location, and your full chart. We're not real friends. I want to know that information. I want to see your full chart. I want to pull the bond on pattern to see what our friendship is like and what's good and bad about it. Like, 
it's important to me. And if you're going to be my friend, you have to understand that. And so Scally's like, yeah, this is all fake and I don't believe it. But yes, oh, here boy. is my birth time and location. Being friends with Kirsten. Being friends with Kirsten is her telling you to download the CoStar app over and over and then delete it so that she can look at your horoscope every day. <laughs> hey, don't worry. I gave up on that. I don't use CoStar anymore. I use the pattern. And on the pattern, you can add other people without them even having an account. So guess what, Scally? <laughs> I can check your horoscope on the pattern. I'm <laughs> a disbeliever in you, Brian. I have been studying like intensely astrology since um especially since covid started and so i'm actually pretty down the rabbit hole enough yes. that i've been doing readings for astrology um in this last couple of weeks so i'm i'm in the i like i purchased the astro gold hey, app you know no, what i mean hey chantel i need a read <laughs> i like literally for the past several weeks i've been like googling like where to get a good astrology reading and then I'm like about to pay $300 for a reading and then I'm like no it's stupid you can't pay $300 for that right now done we'll figure it out oh my god okay <laughs> I can't wait okay we'll talk about wait, that Brian what's what's your sun sign I I'm assuming that's my main sign because I'm a Capricorn <laughs> with a cancer moon could you believe oh okay we're we all actually are intertwined Brian you have the exact same makeup as me so I'm Aquarius okay. sun but I am a Capricorn moon and a cancer rising there we go so we actually are very similar with like just the elementally like our our major major signs oh I God. love that for us <laughs> see that to me just makes me like feel even closer to Chantal because I'm like, well, Kelly's one of my best friends. Like now Chantal's going to be one of my best friends. It's the astrology for me. It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. But you know what? It makes you, makes me think you're funny to be fair. We have oh. a similar humor, you know, because there we go. You know? Yeah. I'm happy. I Yay. Like, oh my God. What a moment. <laughs> um, what else do we get? Oh, there's like, <sighs> Sully and Moira are talking. Moira's like, my heart's not in it with Aaron. And it's like, it's been two minutes. Good job. <laughs> the start of a real, I was pretty neutral on Moira, but a real downturn for Moira for me this week. Uh, clocked a lot of things where I did not love them from what I saw from her. I just can't imagine paying close enough attention to Moira to have an opinion. Like, she just <laughs> bores me. Like, the most exciting thing she's done all season is her, her knee and beyond crutches. <laughs> I never even saw when that happened. It was, was um, it was when they found out they were getting the Vegas themed party and they were dancing to celebrate. And then right at the end of that clip, she's like, oh, I just hurt my knee. And then the next scene, she's on crutches because I guess celebrating getting a party. She threw out her knee. And I believe Ali Lasher called that the most 27 year old injury of all time. <laughs> I just realized, like, is that weird? Like, if I was in New York, I don't think I would throw a New York theme party <laughs> like they're in Vegas. <laughs> like, You guys don't need you're like, literally. Yeah, but, like, Every day is Vegas. They're theme. in Vegas, but they're not in Vegas. They're on a rooftop. Like, it's not I, I like they're so. actually like staying in a suite at a casino and going and gambling and going to all the VIP parties and the pools and all that. Just for that one date that they had. Yeah. <laughs> well, and on that note, uh, this is an advertisement for Caesar's Palace. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they, the, they started doing that like week two. And I crack up every single time the announcer goes in from a non sequitur into and Caesar's Palace, casinos, <laughs> restaurant. Like, like, I laugh every time. I think it's hilarious. 
it no, doesn't like, bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. Like, get that bag. I'm ready. Just as many sponsors as you need to keep this on air. It's not. If anyone watched, like, The Biggest Loser back in the day, it was like, is this all just paid content the whole episode? So, but yeah. So this is not even close to that. I'm totally fine. We're out here watching Big Brother Canada. Throw us a Caesars ad. Like, we don't care. Do you want to give them Wendy's in the middle of the episode? Want to play a board game from Hasbro? Want to give them a new pair of Skechers? We're on board. Like, we don't care. I do wish, though, that they used the Islanders in the ad. I think that that could have been kind of fun. Like, having them, like, oh, he's laughter <laughs> and eating in the restaurant. Yeah, like, like even, been- even if they just gave them more dates and they got to go experience yeah. and then the dates kind of become an ad for Caesars. Like, that's an option that they could be doing. But I do love the humor of the announcer guy doing it. Like, thanks, Matt. He's Hoffman. getting better. He's getting a lot better. I didn't find him funny at all season one. And like, he's made me chuckle a few times this season. So so what I feel like over season one, he did get a little bit funnier, but then he started season two. It was like season one had never happened. He did not know where he was, what he was doing. And he started back (laughs) at ground zero. And now he does get me sometimes. Well, the thing is that what I feel like mostly it's good. I'm not like laughing out loud and he's the star of the show, like the UK version, but I am always like enjoying myself and not really taking note of any lines. So that means like none were bad enough to stand out, but there was also like, it wasn't the star of the episode for me. (laughs) It's the voiceovers for me. Uh, (laughs) So I think um we're gonna jump to the next morning because the only other thing from the night before is like it's just gonna be us gushing about how much we love justine and caleb and like we have time for but that i later. want to we have time for that later. <laughs> Fine. um so calvin and moira talk and calvin's like i'm relieved that you also found someone and moira's like i was hurt why didn't you talk to me last night so i guess he just avoided her the entire first night back which i think is a power move and it's the first thing calvin's done that i think is funny or good uh i would also avoid moira so yeah, i get it same. She's so boring. <laughs> uh and then and like but to be fair i would i would also avoid calvin uh boring i, I don't like him uh and Moira's like, well, I was 50-50. Like, I was fine with to pursue either of you. So I just, like, wanted him to have a chance. And, like, if you had How come generous. back alone, I could have told you that. And it's like, I'm sorry. So you felt 50-50. You were fine with keeping another guy. But you expect Calvin to come back alone so that you can equally pursue both of them and choose who you want. Like, uh, sorry, Moira. That's not how this works. I'm just so hurt that you didn't come talk to me after I coupled up with someone else because I really wanted to keep you as a backup option and you didn't do that for me. (laughs) Like, what are you saying? I did not get Moira at all here. I feel like she secretly really just did want to stay with Calvin or like, is she missing James? Like, I don't, what is going on? Because imagine if she's missing James. Yeah, I hope not. But like other, like, Nothing makes sense. I don't get like this argument. Like if he's if she's in a new couple, like, hey, say hi. And then we got, you know, hopefully three more weeks in this villa. I'm sure we'll talk at some point. <laughs> well, yes. I think she's just like really inexperienced in dealing with relationships and maybe like all these guys. Like, I think it's a new experience for her. Um, I felt that she kind of kind of 
I guess cock block if there's a better word cock block <laughs> Kirsten from like actually pursuing Aaron you know like I, mm-hmm. I feel like she's kind of just learning a new way to be a woman in this environment and yeah she, she's not doing a good job at it at she has no clue she has no clue what she's doing <laughs> and like I get it if I if I were suddenly thrust into a love island type situation oh my god I would be I would not know what to do. Like I'm sure that I would make a really great like three episodes of television before the first recoupling when I went home. <laughs> but I like I would know what to do. I don't know how to flirt with people. Like people always think I'm flirting when I'm not and being mean when I'm flirting because I only know how to be mean to men, okay? Sorry. <laughs> That's flirting. Uh, so like it would literally be a disaster. So I get that. I I can connect to her on that situation. But I'll tell you what I cannot connect with being mad that someone's not willing to wait around and be your second choice especially when they weren't actually vibing like mm-hmm. you know you, you knew that you're having they're having issues she was talking to Mackenzie about like oh like, I, I don't know I might he might be keeping his option open and it was very clear to me I, I feel like it'd probably be to her as well that he started making out with her that night and it was after the America saved them mm-hmm. basically and I was like he's probably like oh I thought we were gonna go home oh <laughs> maybe I can stay in the villa longer let's make out Moira and so I think it was all a bit contrived to stay in the villa mm-hmm. and she was feeling it she was feeling uneasy about their relationship and so it's like come on girl you knew he was going to choose somebody else you did too move on just like the audacity to be like I picked someone else but I'm mad that you did is like so bizarre to me like I wanted to have options but I wanted you to have none (laughs) like okay I don't get it it's just uh, Love Island is a zero sum game okay guys Uh, (laughs) like just oh I I did not care for it Uh, so then we get uh, Johnny and Sally are having more conversations. Johnny's like, I will give you space. It's going to kill me, but I'll give you space. Um, and then he pulls out the really great excuse of, well, I just thought of Casa Moore as a challenge. So like anything at Casa Moore is okay because it happened within the confines of a challenge. Okay, Johnny, like get out of here. Hated oh, so Chantel's much. Oh, Chantel's on board. Chantel's on board. No, 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 no. If, and- the, if there was a lawyer, they could fight this case. <laughs> this case could be won by Johnny. That is a very sound argument. It's all a game. And so if Casamore was one of these games, you know, in the context of finding or like making out with people and having different connections, I can I can hear his point here. I, I don't I- think he's right that he did it but i can hear his point and he has a sound argument in my i'm sorry your honor i took the bachelor party weekend to be a challenge and i thought that it was free game like what (laughs) okay i I see where you're coming from Chantel. where it's like there's definitely reasonable like doubt there like it's like this he wouldn't be convicted of murder he'd be convicted of manslaughter kind of thing I, I can get him off I can get him off but not that way not oh. that way <laughs> I'm not Mackenzie ah I'm not Mackenzie Mercedes those damn M names <laughs> where John like you're on what happened there when like what you need to realize is what's important is how I care about you and what's happening now and then like as soon as Sully just starts talking he does a move that I really hate and he's like move over here like onto this part of the bench move over so it's like he interrupts her making her point so that she's not able to articulate it and like disrupts her like flow of thought and it comes across very much for me as like uh, I'm not going to let you make your argument. I'm just going to like 
here's what I have to say. And then like, no, like, let me disrupt your space when you're trying to talk. And that I did not love. We said it last week. Johnny's a fuck boy. You hate, (laughs) you hate to hear it. I know, but it might be, it might be true. And I just like them together. You know what I mean? Like such a good handshake, you know, like that was so cute. And like, I like their bond. I like it. And so I'm just, I'm grasping here for sure, but he's definitely done some questionable things and I don't know if he's fully in there with the best intentions, but I do really hope that he actually likes her, you know? That's and not I think all it's totally possible. I think that the intentions may be great, but like, is Johnny like looking for a long term serious relationship at the same time? Like, no, I'm he's not 22. Sure. None of these <laughs> know, people are but... looking for long term serious <laughs> partners on Love Island. <laughs> I agree, but it was like, what I'm saying is that like, I really like him and Sally together, but like, is Johnny and Sally like a actual long-standing relationship that I should be getting invested in like probably not so like both of those things can be true I would argue that we should try not to get invested in any of these people except Caleb and Justine (laughs) I'm invested in both of those relationships for sure me too like even though Johnny's a fuckboy like I do I do I was hoping that he would say the right things to be able for Sally to be able to forgive him. I did want that to happen. And so, you know, maybe it's just to lead up to the end of her taking the money and be like, fuck you. I literally like <laughs> would be the most iconic moment in television, possibly. But she loves him though, so I don't think it'll happen. Ugh, so annoying. Yeah, I feel like Love Island, they always are like, Oh yeah, like there's the option. Someone could take the money. It's like no one's no one's taking the money like we wish I, we we do wish but mm, not happening okay oh, guys not. here's the thing over the next 365 days i'm going to turn myself into one of these love island influencers i will get fillers i will get botox i will work out until there's nothing left of me and i will get on love island i'll fake my way through a relationship to win and i will take the money and i will do that wow. for you do you yeah. think would you be able to do that you think uh to make myself look like those people no but i could try <laughs> no i mean like just like playing like a lie the whole time i think like that would just be so exhausting like not being yourself you know oh i could lie to anyone for a hundred thousand dollars us i could do it yeah <laughs> like even if it was like calvin it would honestly <laughs> no here's the thing if it's someone like calvin i feel like it'd be easier because they will just buy whatever you say hmm. okay maybe hmm. who, okay, who would you have the best chance you think like who do you like, so, like the most maybe would have like a relationship of some sort with okay so like here's the thing i like toxic men i would have immediately matched up with james from the beginning because he is the most toxic <laughs> He's um, that works but i and i could have i could play him the whole time and take the hundred thousand i could do it um <laughs> J- especially james that's I mean, not worth it <laughs> hundred thousand dollars worth it mm. <laughs> some of us have student loans okay <laughs> um no i could yeah no i could play i could, obviously can't play carrington because he's playing you um i feel like connor would be like the softest target for that kind of thing <laughs> like i don't it would not be hard to convince him that you are into him and if you just like play it cool i think you could easily skate to the end of the guy like connor 
here I was expecting the answer of like, oh, Caleb's tall, but there was like a very detailed, thought out response. And I guess that's me coming up with it on the spot. Imagine what I could do with some time to prep. I could lie to anybody. (laughs) What if you came in the position of like Lauren? Oh my God. Wow. That's tough. Like, obviously, you'd want to go in to win at that point. Yeah, because you're you're going in, you're trying to win. And then, so she was kind of torn, but, like, she gave a try to Connor, but Connor, Connor and Mackenzie were already too snarled. Like, at that point, like, you have to get Connor day one or it's not worth it, I don't think. Unless you're Moira, in which case, <laughs> you'll go for it week three and you'll be happy to have it. Um, who else did she go for? She went for Carrington, and that seemed like it was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Had she not been eliminated, it probably would have been. Yeah, that definitely would have been a thing. Um, she cu- honestly, at that point, she did couple up with Trey. You could just—I feel like you could easily like make Trey believe it's a real thing and just go for it. <laughs> but I don't Trey's think that you—you you, you wouldn't make it to the end in that way, though. I don't know. It's hard. You would have—I would have to come in as an OG. Ugh. He got it. Well, basically, to have any chance of winning. Anyways, stay tuned. Usually, for the, next the case when I win Love Island. <laughs> there we go. I mean, my my brain is thinking yeah. of like ideas. I'm like, Ooh, what should we do? Should we do our own like online version of Love Island? Like Audrey did like that one night like Bachelorette type thing. How did it go? I didn't actually end up watching. I it. didn't get to watch it, but I heard it was fun, and then she might do it again. I can't wait for Love Island, Maryland. It's going to be the new craze. <laughs> well, not this year. Big Brother Maryland was supposed to be a thing. And I, then who knows if they got to finish or did they finish on Zoom? As they all should be. I mean, Survivor Maryland that it filmed this year finished on Zoom. And we'll see that in 10 years. So <laughs> that, it's going to be really jarring to see Survivor Maryland in 10 years. And there's something on Zoom. Yeah, that's like, fair. Why are they on Zoom? And it's like, oh, shit, oh, that yeah. pandemic. That's and we're fun. like, oh, we're all still on Zoom. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, uh. Anyways, so uh, Moira and Aaron talk, and he's like, you know, you don't feel any pressure, but like, you can talk to me. I appreciate you. Moira's crying. She's like, I don't feel. This doesn't feel good. Like we we don't feel right. And it's like, well, no shit. Yeah, I was really annoyed by this. Like, I was like, girl, like, you you basically told Kirsten, like, hey, I want you to back off because I am focusing on Aaron. And then for the fact that she got him now, whatever, and now she's crying to him being like, oh, I don't know how this is, this is working, like, how I'm feeling. Like, I was just, I was, I was already irritated with Moira, and this did not help how I felt about yeah, her, it's just simply exhausting. Yeah, not great. I, in her line of like, why are you being nice to me? Like, I don't I feel like what well, Moira was in like an eight year relationship or something like that before this. And maybe Moira was not ready for Love Island. Uh, I don't know that I feel like this is going great uh, recently. And like, not that Moira and Aaron were like the most exciting couple, but it fizzled out real fast we never saw anything from this yeah it, it went so fast and at least it started 
out seeming like a real relationship, unlike her and Kay- and um, Calvin, right? Yeah, Calvin. Yep. Uh, and it was like, this doesn't seem like a thing. And then I was like, oh, no, I guess it's a, like it just I don't really know what her vibe is. Uh, it's very strange. Uh, we get Carrington and Kirsten talk things over and basically it comes down to she's like, you know what? If me staying here a single didn't do anything for you, like we're done. That's it. And I, hopefully that's the last we hear of it. But I don't think it will be. She escaped such like, <laughs> I mean, when Carrington is like, I just want to be cool because like you're very hot. And like very cool. Like that was like the first thing was not like, oh, you're like, I really like enjoy you. Like we like hanging out. It's like, I want to be friends with you because you're hot. <laughs> like, okay, Carrington. <laughs> like, I feel like we, you know, that sums them up pretty good. You could show a clip and like you understand Cl- uh, Carrington there. He's the thirstiest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of got a little bit of a heart spot for him now that he's like, you know, from an army background and so people was moving around a lot growing up. And so I think that this whole front of him being like the cool guy and like the ladies man, I think that I've been seeing him behind that veil a little bit. And so as much as he's not really great with how he's been dealing with Kirsten, I do think that there's a little bit more depth than he's been showing us. Yeah, there's definitely bit. more there. Like I'm I'm wondering to what extent he actually moved around himself because that has a huge impact. But even if he and his family stayed in the same place, his entire like 18 years of childhood, everyone else would be cycling in and out. Like that has a major, major impact. Like I cannot overstate how much I contribute being a military brat to how insane I am. (laughs) We heard a lot of like Kirsten and even like Lauren was saying that like, Oh, Carrington's starting to open up. And I don't feel like we got any of that on the show. And I don't know if we're getting like super deep with Carrington, but at least we are starting to see a different side of him uh, in this new coupling with Laurel. Yeah. Well, and I, I just don't think that it serves productions interests to show any other side of Carrington. So like he probably is showing more at least in some ways. Like I'm not saying he's suddenly, mm-hmm. you know, a philosopher or anything like that, but I just don't think it serves a narrative that they're trying to tell about Carrington the 22-year-old thirsty party dude to get to any of his like depths and why he is the way he is. Like they showed us that one scene of him crying because his friend is gone when Jeremiah left and that's probably as much as they're going to show us of who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. All the guys that have been leaving have been saying like Carrington was my best friend. Carrington was my best friend. And so there definitely has been a lot of at least his bromances that he's having that they haven't been showing um, really, I would say. Like, I think he gave Trey his bracelet, or he had Trey's Aww. bracelet, one of the two. There was a bracelet exchange of some sort when one of them was Aww. leaving. And so, you know, they had friendship bracelets. That's really cute. That is great. Normalized <laughs> friendship bracelets for men. <laughs> um, then we get, okay, so then there's the Justine stuff. So Justine goes straight to the source and talks to Cher, which I think is absolutely the move. Um, and she's just like, listen, I want to be up front. I don't want there to be any awkwardness between us. Like, I heard that you and Caleb, maybe were talking and like, let's figure this out. And then she's like, <laughs> she's like, Caleb said that he's interested in you in a romantic way, which I feel like is a little shady. It was super shady. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like, that's kind of how you got to be to get across to share because like 
I mean, you could literally ask Cher any question and it's just like, hey, so like what happened at Casa Amor? And it's just like, oh, yeah, like, cool. Like, cool. It was cool. Like, you know, it was like, yeah, let's chill. Like, cool. We're good. And it's like, OK, Cher, like, I really did not get anything from her in these last couple of episodes. Uh, but I definitely like I a little bit was I gave Justine like a little bit of leeway. Normally, I'd be like, eh, like maybe coming off a little hard there. But at the same time, like shared. What is she going to do? Like she has to make it pretty clear that like, OK, there's some miscommunication here. Well, and then share in her confessional is like. I'm not here to make friends. I don't care if someone's in a couple or not. And it's like, okay, Caleb and Justine are obviously going to be together. Like you need to redirect. No, absolutely. Cause like she was, what she said was just cause you're in a couple doesn't mean you're off limits. And I was like, where is the girl code here in this damn villa? Because she, he is off limits. Like get your little claws out of here. You know? <laughs> I was I was mad that she was saying that because I was kind of team share beforehand. And then at this point, I'm like, if you're trying to interfere with Justine being chosen right now, I'm you're going to have to have words with me. Like, I'll go to I'll go to Vegas. And like, obviously, there are exceptions and couples where uh, being in a couple doesn't mean that you're like not free to pursue other options. But I think typically speaking, being in a couple actually does mean you're off limits. I think that's like the the common traditional <laughs> definition of being in a couple, and obviously there are exceptions to that in this world. That's hey, a fact. Love Island. If, if there is an arrangement that people have that they can see multiple people, cool. You do you. Be go be consenting adults. I don't care. But in Love Island, and in the traditional uh, definition of a couple, that's exactly what it means. Share so back off. <laughs> back off. <laughs> I mean, Caleb is the hottest guy in the villa, so I get it. Caleb go. is very good looking. <laughs> he's the best swagger. He's tall. He's I just, I think like, my um, problem with Caleb is he's not toxic, and so I have a hard time. <laughs> I have a hard time seeing him, you know, as a man because uh, he would not destroy your life, except in like a good way. But he is very good looking. I really need to fix what's wrong with me. We need to unpack that at a later date. (laughs) I don't know where this comes from, but it's really bad. Like, it's become such a thing, Chantal, where it's like, oh, Kirsten thinks this one is hot. They're going to be the most toxic one of them all. And it's it really just impacts my life negatively. So we we will figure that out another time. Um, Hey, we get come out in your astrology reading. So, (laughs) oh, God, I get well. Hey, listen, my Saturn return is coming next April. Oh, you're to be 29? Uh, 28, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think my life is just in flux and I shouldn't make any decisions right now. It's fine. Um, so we get uh, Connor and Mackenzie. Uh, and Mackenzie's like, you deserve someone different from me. I don't want you to feel replaced. Like, we had a good time together. And they're talking about how, like, they both, are hurting, but it's okay because it was like a real thing they had. They have closure, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Mackenzie says that this is one of the most important relationships she's ever been in. <laughs> I don't know. What? Uh, I mean, hey, it wasn't like Caleb was saying he, he and Cher were like the perfect ghost situation earlier. Like Connor and Mackenzie were not that. So I 
guess in terms of like it's on TV, it's going to be one of the most important relationships in that way. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like probably she's going to at least be able to watch this and learn it. But I don't know if that's how she meant it. Well, maybe because she watched him experience of a day for the first time. Like that's pretty, you know, life changing, you know, all these new experiences for him. And so it is a pretty big growth arc there. I'd say. Hey, it's not that big a deal. It's just a spritz of water. <laughs> it's like CBS seasons of the bidet. Like, was there a sale? Like, what's going on with the bidet on CBS reality shows? Oh, it's so funny. It's literally... It just keeps coming up, and I I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon either. Like all of a sudden on um, Amazing Race, you know, the bidet challenge. Oh my god! Like there's 30 bidets, and you need to find the one that's actually hooked up that has water. I get to sit on them. Want to know what you're playing for? It's a bidet. <laughs> okay, I feel like no. In Survivor, they can just poop in the ocean, so they probably don't need a bidet. Maybe. Hmm. I wonder if anyone's ever tried to make like a homemade bidet on Survivor. Again, going in a much more in-depth thought process than I anticipated. Anyways, <laughs> I'm deep, okay? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with a no to that question also. Uh, so Johnny and Sally get like a little bit more closure, I guess, of Johnny being like, you scared me. I realized how much I care about you and Sally being like, I actually really wanted to comfort you, but I needed to comfort myself. And this is where she says that she trusts him more now because he told her, which again, as Sally said, he also brought six witnesses. Yeah, I need like, I still don't understand how like even the new girls, no one went to Sally and were like, hey, so what do you say? But, <laughs> but look, it's the same as when. Nobody was going to Mackenzie being like, listen, Connor said that he doesn't feel like his own man and that you're in charge and he feels like you're in charge of him and that he has no say. like not one person went to tell her that. And I think it all like these women do not care about the girl code. I don't know if it's like it because it at least seems like Mackenzie's like made friends now, but it's Sally's always had friends. So I don't know if that's why if there's like some type of agreement or like Johnny was like, guys, I'm going to tell her like even like in Casa Amor was like, I'm telling her everything, everything. Don't worry. It's on me. I'm going to tell. But that was actually so no one else told what actually happened. Well, I think, though, that Sally is going to make friends with some like with with share potentially mm -hmm. and maybe share then will divulge some, you know, some more truths about what went down over in Castamore because Sally is great. She's like the, the friend of everybody within that villa. And so I think that once she gets closer to share, that share might be able to open up a little bit more about what actually went on. There's like one of the good things about the show like X on the Beach is where like someone tells the person that they're talking to something and then they get called down into this like separate room and it's like here's what your partner said but actually do you want to see a video of what happened so like maybe that could be a twist <laughs> like who knows so well, that's what usually happens in the UK version and I believe it also happened in the Australian version is that um, when they're still separated they will send like um, a fake magazine with like mm -hmm. articles about what the couples have been doing um, on their spare time. And so I was anticipating Sally seeing at least like one of the kisses or something that, you mm -hmm. know, and then it goes fade to black quickly and she's be like, oh, you know, yeah. so that maybe they're saving that for See, something later. There, 
there is the challenge where in the Fair. UK, I don't think they did it last year where they did um, where it's like, oh, here's like what the tweets or the headlines about you guys are. Mm-hmm. So if you want to cherry pick one headline about Johnny at Casa more, even though it'll be, you know, kind of in the past at that point, I could see that making for some uh, late game fireworks. Well, and I like I feel like that brings up there are so many challenges from UK Love Island that they did not bring in last season that mm-hmm. they still need to like they didn't even they didn't do the lie detectors last time right did they I don't think so like they didn't do Was lie it? detectors I don't did they do the babies they might have done the babies I think they did the babies but like there's some that need to happen there are some that like we don't necessarily need but a lot of them That's that they bring over for yesterday's episode <laughs> <laughs> but definitely some that I was going to say I am questioning why they decided to bring like yesterday's episode oh ugh, ugh, i can't anyways um so then we get um a little setup of kirsten and jalen talking so it puts a little intrigue of like oh jalen is ready to cut and run uh and then that kind of cues up with a conversation between Mackenzie and moira uh, because where Mackenzie is upset when she doesn't get attention, she feels like Jalen is really open and is there for everyone else. Uh, like that kind of conversation. Uh, Moira asks if this is what happens in the outside world, and Mackenzie's like, "All the time, this happens to me." <laughs> yeah, and here it's like, okay, maybe I'm like good again with Moira. She's like, "How you're feeling is like 100 percent valid. Like we need to get your love tank filled, and like she's being a good friend here, but." As I'm sure we'll get back to, I don't always feel like Moira's statements line up all the time. Well, I wonder, I'm wondering what, what happens to Mackenzie. She was super cool and fun when she was just flirting with Jalen. And then all of a sudden they were in a coupling and she just turns into a completely different human being that's like super jealous, needs all this attention and like just completely goes back into the version of herself that Jalen didn't really like. But so, okay, my thought process on this is when she was just getting to know Jalen, first of all, Jalen was not secure in his place in the villa. So he probably was giving her a little bit more to get in, as well as there was half as many people in the villa. So suddenly when there is, you know, twice as many people and Jalen has more options to talk to, he's going to naturally talk to Mackenzie a little bit less. And then Mm -hmm. she just seems to not be able to control uh that balancing like her need for attention in a way that is constructive like everybody loves attention i like i don't think there's a person alive who's like oh yeah i don't ever want attention ever right um but there's ways to get that attention that are good and there's ways to get it that are bad and it almost seems to me like uh, Mackenzie's one of those people who she will take whatever attention she can get whether it is positive or negative because she feels like she needs any sort of validation and I can see how it would be hard for uh, Jalen to give her that when now suddenly there's twice as many people and she's starting to uh, feel a lot more needy to him like Jalen has never struck me as the type of guy who's going to be okay with someone who's like super needy and demanding all of his time Right. Look, I am a bottomless pit for attention. I love it. But (laughs) (laughs) you need to learn at a certain point that you can get that attention from multiple sources instead of one. And I think that probably being in the villa where you are, you know, with 
like you have that expectation of like, this is all about coupling up and we're together 24 seven. And that probably becomes pretty easy to get in your head as like, this is how I used to be spending my time. I need to actually work on this when like most of the people there are probably just cool chilling out. So if Mackenzie was able to handle that, like awesome. And like, I don't know, is that her in the villa? Because that's like Moira's getting in her head. Like you gotta be all about finding love or is that Mackenzie also on the outside? I think Mackenzie's like that on the outside. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's, it's a combination. I think. Yeah. I think I that she wants the attention for sure. All the time. She probably chooses guys that don't give her the attention. So she's probably like having these kind of arguments and being like, come on, pay attention to me often. But I don't think that she's like all of a sudden self-assured and like, you know, very in control of herself. Uh, I don't think that she's like that outside the villa. I think she's still very, very needy. It's so draining when she gets needy. I like her so much more when she's just normal. But thankfully, no matter what, needy or normal, she is a reality TV star. Um, yeah. <laughs> On TV, I like her either way. <laughs> so, I like, give if me she the was my package. friend, I don't know how I would handle that. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, no. Well, do you know what? Okay, this might be a hot take here, but I was actually hoping that her and Connor went home and the other two couples were end up staying Ooh. in the last round. Like I, I didn't, I didn't want them to stay at all. I wanted to give um, Lauren and Carrington a chance and Kirsten and Trey a chance. I wanted that to be how everything configured. So I was hoping that the Islanders didn't choose them as their, you know, the favorite couple or whatever it was and chose one of the other two and then kept. One I of wanted couple. Moira and Calvin to go home. I mean, I would have taken that as an option, but it wasn't. It wasn't given to us. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, it should have been. But whatever. well, I, there was been a conspiracy <laughs> about that, though. People have been like, "This is not what we voted for. Nobody mm-hmm. wants them there." So, so yeah. So what we determined is they did two votes in the app. One was a vote on who is the couple, and that was what impacted the show. And one was just a poll of who is the couple. And so the poll ran much longer than the actual vote. Cause the actual vote is only live for like an hour. So we think that's where the diversion comes from is that people just didn't get their votes in, in time. Brutal. It's so annoying. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mackenzie and Jalen talk about this and, uh, doesn't go great. I love when she's like, do you feel like you prioritize other people's feelings over your own? And he's like, no, <laughs> like, I feel great. <laughs> like he just like completely ended her. And I feel like that was the type of conversation that her and Connor would have and would get like a lot more back. And whereas even Mackenzie calls him out on like Jalen's very fine with giving you the one word like, okay as a response and that is not Mackenzie at all so I think that you know like he was saying there's red flags I think she should have been noticing some too definitely Uh, he even then follows up talking to Moira about it asking how good of a partner he's been and Moira's like yeah Mackenzie's not going to tell you you have to spend all your time with her but that is what she wants (laughs) see this is where I think Moira is uh, she's saying like I think you're doing everything right. Like, I don't know where Mackenzie's coming from, basically. And it's like, you were just telling her that, like, she deserves this. And like, oh, my God, we have to figure out how to, like, get this handled. And so I don't feel like Moira is uh, being 
as forthcoming with like both parties as she should be. I don't know if she's being like a little bit of a people pleaser or what like the case is here, but I feel like either needed to give Mackenzie some tough love or, you know, help her friend out in the conversation with Jalen. Or do you think that maybe this is part of her master plan to be going in on Connor? Like she's starting, she's starting, you know, like make sure like, you know, just work on this relationship with Jalen. So you don't maybe go back to Connor and maybe I want to have that be an option for myself. Like maybe it started from there. Yeah. But then then she shouldn't be, she shouldn't be telling Jalen that, like, yeah, I do see the problems. But again, remember that Jalen came into the villa being like, Moira is my type, that I'm here, I want to get to know Moira. And then suddenly him and Mackenzie were a thing. So I want to know what we didn't see of that, that maybe Ooh. is actually at the root of the Moira Mackenzie like situation here. So you're wondering if Moira saw a spot where she could be jumping in on Jalen, not just Connor this week. I mean, that could be it. Or it could be, you know, at the start of last week when Jalen came in, maybe Moira was feeling a connection with Jalen. But Mackenzie swooped in and was like, this is my man now. And Moira's like upset about that. Like, it's just like, remember when... uh when Mackenzie and Connor got the hideaway, Moira's the one who's like, well, shouldn't we talk about this? So I feel yeah. like there maybe is more of a deep-seated Mackenzie-Moira issue than what yeah, we know. Frenemies. Yeah, like maybe frenemies and that like, you know, maybe she even maybe her saying that to Jalen is so like she looks better than Mackenzie in the Jalen light right now. It's like, oh, like maybe I should have chosen Moira. She's so much better than Mackenzie. Like maybe there is a little bit of jealousy going on. There could be. be. I mean, Moira's kind of jealous. So. Mm. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Uh, So then we get. The next morning, they do like the girl talk, boy talk thing again. Uh, and Moira is like, I need to talk to Aaron about how I'm not into it. I can't lead him on. Uh, and Mackenzie's like, oh, I'm so lucky to have Jalen, but I just want to spend time alone with him. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm, not going well. <laughs> uh, and then in the boy talk, it's Jalen talking about how he was so caught off guard by how Mackenzie is acting. And he's hoping it was just a small blip, but it is not a small blip. Not at all. <laughs> And I'm just wondering, like, how little time are they spending together? Like, there's nothing really to do in the villa. Like, we, you know, it's like, oh, maybe he worked out, and like, he she didn't he didn't say hi to her first. Like, what more time does need to be happening for her to feel like she's getting enough attention? I like I think in the Love Island context, Mackenzie wants to be cuddled up in bed or on a couch or in the pool to get like she wants to just spend the day together probably basically outside of like girl talk time and workout time and if he is spending any time especially not in a group context with another person she's like well why aren't you spending that time with me like what what did i do why aren't you being with me right now she's like pay attention to me yeah i think it's just like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at a certain point where Mackenzie comes to Jalen and uses her time to talk about how they're not spending enough time together. And then that's a negative interaction. So then he is more likely to avoid her the next, like, you know, afternoon. And then the next time they speak again, she says, you're avoiding me even more. And then, you know, the cycle continues into the point where it's like, we need space. I don't want to talk at all. She knows how to make people not want to be around her. Uh, like she's an, an expert at that. <laughs> Kenzie. Um, we get 
Um, we find out that, you know, Cher has made it clear that she's not committed to Calvin. Uh, and then it leads into an Aaron and Cher conversation about how they have similar outlooks. She has, he, he loves that she has drive. She checks boxes. Uh, and Cher's like, yeah, I didn't even have Calvin on my radar, but like, we're cool. It's fine. And it's like, wow. Good job, Cher. You got into the villa. <laughs> <laughs> and when Cher said, I'm like, I'm not the jealous type. And I decided to translate that into meaning I actually don't like him. <laughs> oh, I don't think there's any doubt that she does not like him. I feel like Calvin was like, hey, we didn't like really get to talk. So do you want to talk more in the villa? And she's like, oh, I thought I was going home. Awesome. Like, thanks. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, we talked <laughs> twice and it was quite nice. Your name again? Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you? Um, I we- PA. <laughs> you didn't like them doing the merengue? I, d- I truly don't recall that happening. <laughs> Speaking a little bit of um, Portuguese, no? It happened. It I was mean, the one memorable moment between the two of them, I would say. I believe you both, but I I don't do not Watch recall. I, I blocked that out. Um, we get Johnny and Sally talking about Jalen and Mackenzie, and both of them are bringing in like yeah, when they were apart, they were like totally different people. And we really liked them both better when they were apart from each other. Uh, they're just different people. And so that kind of sets things up a little bit more. It's almost like casting producers know what they're doing sometimes. <laughs> that sounds, I don't know if I would ever buy that, but maybe. <laughs> um, and then it's just like more conversations like Jalen and Kirsten kind of setting things up a little bit more. Um, you know, and I'm, yeah, I'm worried about Mackenzie's pattern. I'm attracted to you. Uh, and Kirsten's like a, a life raft of a flotation device. Hello. I'll take that. Uh, <laughs> but she's very good at portraying it as like, well, no, I only want to be with people. I'm actually interested. I'm here to find love. And that's that. And it's like, well, mm, why did you stay single for Carrington? Like enough. I don't yeah. even know. <laughs> uh, we then get that Justine and Caleb are going on a date. And as Justine is getting ready, we have Sally over and over being like, it's the look for me. It's the lips for me. It's the hair for me. It's the, and it was truly a moment made for this podcast. You just have Justine like posing on everyone. Like again, again, again. And like, yeah, again, the, the highlight of the show is their friendship for me at this point. I am so in love with their friendship. And also so in love with Justine's outfits. Like, I don't know if she brought them all from home or if she was shopping in some, you know, wardrobe. But like her little her bathing suit and her matching scrunchies all the time. Like, I'm living for her cute looks. Very Definitely solid. working. We're going to call out outfits. I'm going to call out Caleb's like uh, pink bandana shirt short combo. There was a uh, full where I didn't know bandana was a, you know, generally feel like I stay away from it as a fashion trend. But I can remember there was like a TikTok that I saw where someone took bandanas and sewed them into like almost like a suit of like all different colors. And I was like, maybe I want to learn to sew in quarantine. (laughs) So (laughs) got to get some hobbies. I mean, I wonder how to make a full fucking outfit. (laughs) It was like hot pink. Uh, Very much appreciated it, Caleb. Well, I'm very happy for you. Um, (laughs) We get really good conversation between Justine and Caleb. You know, Justine opening up more about how her parents, you know, have reservations. It's hard to be here on TV. Um, She's happy that they can watch it back now and see how good Caleb is. 
they're they're talking about like being in different areas but that justine doesn't she's not worried about distance she will move if it's strong enough feeling and i just feel like they left this date seeming very very close and happy and i love to see it the only thing i didn't enjoy and it might just be a thing but the feeding of strawberries i'm just (laughs) not down with that being a sexy gesture it's just usually awkward the timing's not ever right and we didn't see that time with moira she had it actually stuck on her teeth when she was having a date so like it's just i think we should stay away from the strawberry feeding um motion honestly not even just strawberries i think on a date uh don't like feed each other food in general unless it's like hey do you want a bite of my dinner off my fork and then the person's <laughs> like oh yeah I'll do that uh, I just I feel like feeding anyone anything like with your hand is gross and like it's supposed to be sensual or something I think they, they're all trying to replay um, I think it was nine and a half weeks and there's some crazy sex scene where they're feeding each other different <laughs> fruits but it's never like that like, just I, feel, stop doing it. I feel like like that's the situation it's like when someone is singing a song and you're like oh who sings that maybe we should keep it that way it'd be like oh where did you learn this from oh nine and a half weeks maybe we should keep it that way <laughs> I that feel like People have complained about like, okay, feeding each other, the kissing. I feel like I am numb to these P the PDA. Uh, I watch Sense8. If you know, you know, like I have seen people like it happens. Okay. Moving on to the next scene. Whatever. Sense8 is your example of uh, very physical content. Well, but have you tried watching Sense8 during the pandemic, Scally? I feel like it would hit different. Well, you know, great concept, not as well executed, but yeah. <laughs> it happened. Well, season one of Sensei was great. Um. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, Chantal's like, get out of here. And I, 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 just, I don't know what Sensei. I can picture like the, you know, the writing of it, but I don't. I've never watched the show. I'm assuming it's a show. Honestly, so. I would not even recommend you to watch it because nope. you'll like love season one and then be like, why did I waste my time watching this? So if you watch the rest of it, it's just not. Yeah. It's not Ooh. worth it. Don't get great it characters. They have I great say. characters. It's a cool concept. Season one is really good. There's parts of season one of Sense Eight that I like. Every once in a while, I'll be like, I'm going to watch that episode back again because I really want. I love this character and I want to see that part. But in the context of the whole show, it's just simply not worth it. It will just hurt you in the end. So I, I wouldn't recommend yeah. it. I mean, even in like a two day binge scenario. So you do you. <laughs> I'm, like, you to do it. Okay. I'm not gonna push either way i would like season one is legitimately great okay but i don't want to give any false expectations that it will continue that greatness okay. <laughs> uh, I'll first episode you know hey you, yeah, you know what give it a chance May- maybe you'll like it uh season i think season one most people would like uh so we get <laughs> we get a really great laurel and carrington conversation about travel uh, and I only queue it up because we didn't really get to see Laurel much at all in these three episodes. Uh, but she loves traveling. She wants to go backpacking. And Carrington clearly has like no idea what backpacking is or what Europe is. Uh, because he seems to think that backpacking through Europe is like hiking and camping. And the whole time you're like away from civilization and like washing your underwear in a river (laughs) and whereas like obviously it would be like yeah we're gonna take a train from one city to the next and we'll stay in a hostel and we will have access to laundry if we need it but obviously we're gonna try and pack light like like what normal people do not 
I, I guess he thinks they'd hike the whole length of Europe. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Maybe he's going to do the mountains. You know, like like there I are love- parts of backpacking through Europe that could be done in that way. But like in general, I don't think that's what people mean. Is like literally. No, no, no. Oh, I like that we know one trait about Laurel now because like travel is the only thing I could tell you about her. But otherwise, Um, she owns a business and we learned on Instagram that it is an eyelash extension. There you go. Fake eyelashes. Someone said eyelashes and I was like, oh, yes, just like how so many people decided I'm going to start doing (laughs) lash extensions. This is going to be my big break. And then all of these people chose to make that their new career. And now the market is oversaturated with technicians well it happens but i mean hey if uh carrington does seem pretty high maintenance i managed to backpack it'll be fine carrington you'll be good to stay in a hostel figure it out well exactly you didn't backpack in the carrington way you got to stay with a roof over your head well, yeah, no, it was not out. And like I way overpacked, could not fit in the overhead luggage. They were like, <laughs> I had never flown before this point. They were like, sir, that bag is too big. I was like, excuse me, I have been on this plane hundreds of times. It always fits. It did not fit, but <laughs> I squeezed it. It was fine. You are oh, you're that guy. A nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I, I before the pandemic, I was working as a flight attendant, and so I, I do know that guy. You know? <laughs> hey, if it's sideways. <laughs> oh my god! And then it just takes up room, and then other people. Oh my god! You should gate checked. I can't believe you. You're a monster. <laughs> um, that's like there's always like at the airport. My like the thing that drives me. The most like it makes me the most mad is when they're like, okay, guys, it's a full flight to Toronto. Uh, We're going to need people to gate check. If you have like a wheelie bag, if you don't mind, please gate check it. Like you have something large and I'm traveling. I have like a duffel bag that I can fit into the under the seat in front of me. So I'm not getting in anybody's way. I don't care. And then you see people and their their bag is bigger than a carry on. They shouldn't have been allowed to take (laughs) it through. And they are just sitting in their seat like. Well, I won't be the one. And like they just said they need 25 people to gate check so we can leave on time. And you're sitting there doing not- it drives me. It makes me so mad. I've- oh, it makes us angry as well. Yeah, I can't because- imagine like and that's just me sitting there. I can't imagine being at work and my clients are making my life that much more difficult by just not gate checking. It was always the Vancouver to Toronto flights that we'd have to experience that. Um, Always like having to gate check about 60 bags. (laughs) Yeah. And I've seen it a few times, like Calgary to Toronto as well. Makes sense. Uh, Because anytime I'm going to Toronto, they're like, we got a gate check. And I'm like, I got my duffel bag. I'm fine. But then it's like, why won't anyone else just do their part? It's to me like not being willing to gate check your bag in that situation is the same as like when you don't put your grocery store cart back at the store. Yeah. Right. Like it's one of those things where it's like nobody's making you do it, but it tells me about like who you are as a person and like if you're a good (laughs) person or a bad person, if you're willing to gate check or not. And like obviously sometimes you can't gate check like. You need the stuff in your bag with you for whatever reason. Maybe you have a bunch of connections, whatever. But that's not everybody. Well, and also, like, 
carry on. You should have the bag with the things that you need. If you're, if you don't want to actually check your luggage, that doesn't mean you can bring it on as carry on. You know what I mean? So people, that's what people do is they basically pack a small bag so they don't have to actually check their luggage, but it's actually not a carry on size. And so in that case, I would have another bag with my carry on items and a bag that I would gate check because gate check, they just put it on the, the, the ramp at the end of the flight and you get it right away. It's, it's equally as fast, but people have a, a weird thing about their possessions. Yeah, well, I think it's it's too like it costs money now to check a bag, and so people are like, "Well, I'm not paying my twenty five dollars." That's true. Well, guess what? They don't charge you when you gate check, so just bring it intending to gate check and then check for free. Like (laughs) these people, it drives me (laughs) up the wall. Uh, Carringtons, classic Carrington, classic (laughs) Scally trying to pretend that bag fits when it doesn't. Okay, mess. Um, we get uh, Aaron and Moira break up also, which is great because Moira wants to check in. Not Moira. Aaron wants to check in and then Moira does like the Carrington thing of like, oh, I'm so glad we're talking about how we're not going to be together. See, I feel it was more like Aaron. Like Aaron's like, hey, can we like talk? And Moira was like, eh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and so he's like, I want to be friends. She's like, yes, 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 yes. Let's be friends. So it is like Moira does not want to even, you know, look in Aaron's direction, let alone have this conversation right now. But I guess she's probably happy it's over. It seemed like it. Well, whenever she gets on the screen, I'm always like, oh, gosh, what's like, I just want it to be fun, like, or like you be connecting or I'm always just like, what's wrong? What's going to be wrong with this conversation? And how is she not going to be getting her point across across clearly? I'm just like, but at least he said it. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I I was feeling the same way. And I was like, "Okay, phew. okay, same page. They're done. Let's move on. Thank God. I want ear to find someone. I think he's actually pretty cute. He's okay. (laughs) <laughs> not toxic. Not toxic. No, he's cute, but out of the like um out of the casa more people. I thought Jalen was very cute, but the person who I immediately was like, "Oh, hey," was Pat. And I think that he probably was like very toxic and we just didn't get to see it. He seemed so Nice. But like he wasn't nice on guy. the show, but if he had been on the show, I guarantee you he would have been causing problems. I feel like this is a rude judgment to be passing. <laughs> I mean, I think he's hot. Pat, call me. Like, I mean, I think Pat is, I think they were all actually very attractive. I think they got better looking guys than attractive girls on the, um, the, the Castle Moore side. So I thought Pat was attractive for sure. Um, but yes, he probably is more toxic than we were able to see. That's why you probably, that's why I think he's hot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have <laughs> this innate sense. Okay. And it's just a problem. Um, we also get uh, Jalen and Mackenzie kind of have their little breakup of like, oh, the energy was off. Like, let's talk. It's fine that we didn't move forward yesterday. Let's do it today. And basically it ends off with like, let's move forward, but also still be open to getting to know other people. And it's like, no, like this just you better start getting to know other people because this is this is over now. Yeah, it's done. And this is the the time when she goes and she can't sleep in the bed beside him anymore, correct? Yeah, like this is she ends up leaving and sleeping outside after this. That's such an attention call. It's so annoying. Like just sleeping outside and like I like that he went and saw her just kind of turned around and went the other way and didn't want to like wake her up to chat. But uh well, like what are you supposed to say in that moment? Like what productive thing is going to come from that? 
Well, she, he, she probably wanted him to come over and like, you know, hey, like, I like, are you OK? Like, we should talk like, you know, I wanted to comfort her or something like that. She was building a little little temper tantrum, I felt. And mm. I'm glad that he didn't buy into it. I don't know if that's the read that I got from Jalen was that he was looking to comfort her. So no, much. no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Opposite, but I think that's what she wanted him to do. Okay. Yeah, They're I more can see that. Yeah. Like he was definitely like, ooh, <laughs> get run, out of this situation. Run back Mackenzie asking Connor why he didn't follow her faster in the first week. Oh, so <laughs> maybe uh, some, maybe Jalen is not totally incorrect about some patterns, but I, I feel like like Jalen has said that he is like never denied that he was going to be open to getting to know other people, which I feel like is the right mindset for anyone coming into the show in general, but even from Casa Amor, which uh, some people don't seem to always take that route, but I feel like Jalen may have been less open to getting to know Mackenzie than he otherwise portrayed. He was very open to getting into the main villa, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, and I think so if she had stayed, though, kind of the vibe that she had when he was chatting with her before they they recoupled, and I think that he would still be pursuing her. But I think that he was very turned off by her completely switching back to this person that she was and that he saw on TV, and she's offended by the fact that he's even bringing up the fact that hey, you know, the person that I'm with right now is like the same person that I was scared of when I was watching them on TV. And so she feels like he's judging her about this, but he's just like recognizing the same patterns that she was doing with Connor. And he's like, okay, I don't want any of that. Like, that's not the girl that I was, you know, kissing uh, a couple of days ago. So I see where he's coming from for sure. Yeah, and he would be, he would be open to having her as an option, but Mackenzie does not want to be an option. She is used to her and Connor being like the established couple of the villa at like a certain point, you know, day one. And yeah. so it's like, it, it's not realistic for her to expect to go straight to Jalen and for them to have that same level of like being locked in. But I don't feel like she was uh, expecting or ready to be as much of just like one of Jalen's options as we're on the table. Yeah, she was not expecting it. And speaking of options, we had a conversation of Sharon Calvin, and I feel like Calvin is trying to firm things up like a little bit, but not like too much. Like he's like broaching like maybe becoming more of like a couple couple and Cher is having none of it. Like mm-hmm. she's yeah, no. she just calls the established couples boring. And Calvin's like, oh yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not boring yet, but I, I could be. And she's like, bye, go away. No, she's like, oh, like, am I boring? She's like, mm, not yet. But like, she is very like, mm, don't even think about trying because I think they're boring and I'll think you're boring real quick. Uh, it's like Calvin was did not seem to be an option for share even at this point. And like, she may have very well been like open to getting to know him, especially at the point where it's, you know, get into the villa or not. And like slightly beyond that, but it seemed like pretty quickly. She did not, uh, she kind of wrote him off there. Well, and I would say the most mortifying moment of the season was when Calvin goes in for some sort of kiss and she full on turned and he almost even got her ear. She turned her face so, <laughs> so far away from his lips 
And he calls it in his confessional and be like, I got the swerve. Mm. Like, it was so mortifying. And I just like, I like how her excuse is like, I'm in red lipstick. Like, you're also in Love Island. You can go fix your lipstick if you really wanted to kiss someone. Like, that's the wildest excuse in this specific context. Yeah, it was like watching one of their truth or dares. Like, I did not expect to see Calvin lick Cher's eardrum. It was not what I expected. Not her eardrum. And also, okay, here's the other thing, too. If anybody is going on TV, and especially if you're going on TV on a rooftop in Vegas when it's 110 degrees Fahrenheit every day, you got to wear a a liquid mat. Like, you can't be wearing lipstick that's going to transfer on Love Island. That's just a poor decision. Hey, but don't I love her? He's like, I gotta go. And she's like, Yeah, don't forget your phone. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing but just like, uh, goodbye. Yeah, she's Uh, not seeing him at all. Okay. And we already talked about the Mackenzie like sleeping outside thing. So I think we should just jump into the next morning uh, when Jalen is like, I slept in a half empty bed, which I think it's just an empty bed. Like, I I feel like it's like I woke up in an empty bed and I, I woke up and I was in the bed. So it was half empty. Hey. I look at that bed as half full, but maybe, you know. <laughs> Either way, there's room for another person. <laughs> um, And he's like, oh, was uh, were you hot? And she's like, yeah, I was hot. So, you know, it was hot inside. So I went outside into the Vegas heat. <laughs> yeah, no air conditioning. Give me 108 degrees <laughs> under a blanket outside. No. Uh, and so then, yeah, they do the like boy talk girl talk and it kind of comes up to like mm, the, the, neither of them are really feeling it with each other and they just haven't had like the full full conversation but well and and, and Mackenzie when he, she was talking to the girls was like I feel attacked and like the, the, the girls were attacking her and they're like trying to just make her understand what was going on and so I was just was like I know you I know you love her and you think she's TV gold but she's kind of exhausting it's like get a clue Mackenzie here like <laughs> It's it's very he's giving you very simple signals. He's like being very clear about like not liking these kind of emotional outbursts. He doesn't vibe with that. And it is what you were doing beforehand on the television stream. So he's not judging you, but you might be looking at your current actions and be reminded of what you've already done. And it's just kind of like, oh, I feel attacked. It's like, oh, Mackenzie. Well, okay. And to be clear, she's TV gold. I wouldn't want to live in a villa with her. Yeah. I might be her friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> I no, like. Would you date mess. her? Would you date her? No, but that's <laughs> so. There's a whole question, but um, I would say I would ship it. <laughs> why not? But uh, <laughs> I would Are say you slide into her DMs. No, uh, yeah, I'm please. Me and Mackenzie are going to be hanging after the season. I cannot wait. But um, <laughs> I feel friend. like. I get the point where um, Mackenzie is uh, you can find her exhausting. Personally, she gives me life. I'm enjoying her on the show. (laughs) (laughs) And okay, I think that this season could have been such a different experience. I think because I think no matter what Mackenzie was going to be entertaining, it was going to be TV gold. It didn't matter what way she did that. I think that in particular, she and Kirsten should have read and watched. He's just not that into you. Plus the sex in the city episode about he's just not that into you before going in because they're getting clear signals, but they just choose to take them 
in a less clear way because that's what they want and they just need to know it's just not that into you like Car- Carrington's like to Kirsten like I don't like you I'm gonna find someone new in the villa like find someone else like I'm coming back with a partner and she's like I'm gonna wait for him and see if we're meant to be and it's like no like it's over like, move on if a man wants to be with you he will make you know that and like also I think in general if a person wants to be with you they will let you know, except me. I've never shot my shot once in my life, and I'm not going to start now. Um, but I think in general, people will tell you if they want to be with you. And you just have to believe what they tell you at a certain point. Even if you don't think they're being 100% honest with you, what are you gaining from prying and picking and like trying to get more information? Like, Just believe people when they tell you things and just move on. Like, they just simply must. Um, Steve Harvey has some really great advice and he says, never let a man tell, tell you that he doesn't want you twice. So it's like, sit <laughs> it once, hear that and move on because the second time around, like that's just, you know, I never thought I'd be taking Steve Harvey's advice. <laughs> in this context, I will have to make an exception. <laughs> I mean, it's good. <laughs> I'm taking Chantel's. <laughs> I, oh my god! I yes, I can't. I can't wait for Chantel to just like tell me, expose my whole life to me through astrology. I'm so excited. Um, so then we get. Uh, I, they do. It's they called it the check us out challenge. It's like a weird, a weird grocery delivery theme challenge, and it is. Uh, they did it last year. They do it on the UK version. Uh, it's disgusting and doesn't need to exist, but it's where the couples need to transfer food from one side to another, uh, only using their mouths. So they uh, they baby bird the food to each other. I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm gonna get thinking about it. I literally and like I have been very open and vocal in the past about how much I hate this challenge. I think it is absolutely repulsive. Earlier, I said I could win Love Island. I couldn't. I couldn't do this challenge. I'd be puking. It would be so just yeah. like literally being in front of it. I would uh, puke up everything that I've ever eaten. Possibly, it would be truly <laughs> repulsive and the most mortifying thing in my life. So, never mind, guys. I'm not winning Love Island next year. I can't possibly go anywhere near that villa. Uh, well, you could just. Like- Maybe you just wouldn't have to participate in that challenge. Being like, I'm allergic to everything that you use. They here. would make they would make me because it would be good TV. I just know it, and I, <laughs> I, I no. And so it's disgusting. And uh, they first they had to transfer cereal and milk. I can't imagine what cereal sitting out on a rooftop in Vegas is like, but I Ooh. don't want to. Let alone after it's transferred the mouth. I I love that you're worried about this cereal and not the milk in the heat. (laughs) Cereal and milk. It would be soggy Mm. cereal and warm milk. The whole thing is disgusting. Dairy-free milk? Maybe like almond milk wouldn't be the worst. I don't know. I think it's just like how on Survivor sometimes they win like milk and cookies. And I'm just like, I can't imagine. Like, I'm one of those weird adult babies who still will drink milk from time to time. And I wouldn't want milk on Survivor. That's disgusting. I'm in the heat? No, gross. I mean, it's I don't drink animal milk. I know, but and like, I need to stop. I need to stop drinking animal milk. I know it. I recognize it. I just can't bring myself to yet. Um, 
Well, just don't work for a, a milk company. I, I worked. Never. No, I know what? it's disgusting. I know it's disgusting and bad. And honestly, I should just go like watch a documentary and it'll turn me off of it forever. Especially chocolate milk. If that's your favorite, it won't be ever again. It's not. And I don't. I don't even want to know why. I just, it's fine. Um, so then they do. So, and Mackenzie has a gross confessional about how it wasn't that bad getting baby birded. And I'm just like, Mackenzie, you are too wild for me. You've got to go. I mean, I don't think it's that bad. I wouldn't want to do the milk one, but it doesn't actually bother me that much. But the whipped cream stuff, that stuff grosses me out. Because mm. one time when I was younger, we were playing these games in school. And, like, you had to put, like, whipped cream on someone's face if they got an answer wrong. And I got rancid whipped cream all over my face. Oh. So it was in my ears and in my hair. And I could smell that rotten rip whipped cream for, like, forever. I can still smell it right now if I think about oh. it. And so whenever I have regular whipped cream, I can still taste the rotten in it. So I just, I can't have that. And they do a lot of those pie challenges. So I don't think I could win Love Island because of that. Yeah, <laughs> Cream. whipped cream is just gross I never even had a traumatizing experience with it I just don't like it uh, then they do <laughs> Scally's personal favorite the ketchup and mustard which obviously was his least favorite because uh, <laughs> Scally's afraid of ketchup Afraid. Uh, okay, afraid is a strong word um, that I might use. Literally, but... <laughs> if you're at a restaurant with Scally and there is ketchup on the table like at a diner, he will be like, "Get that away from me!" Like, get yeah, no, the bottle to the other side of the table. It's gross. See, but, can, sorry, can we unpack this a bit? Apparently, it's a common thing. We, yeah, I've like, heard we, of this. We do have multiple friends who hate ketchup aggressively. I feel like it, again, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do think that Canadians as a whole are more inclined to like ketchup than other people. Well, okay, probably because so of the sugar content. I'm the, I'm the person who aggressively hates ketchup, but will be the one to move it off of the table if uh, everyone else is disliking it. But yeah, it truly, like I can think of, there was like a big brother comp where I was like, if I was going to be evicted and they were spraying me with quote unquote ketchup, I don't care if it's not ketchup. Like, I really don't know if I could do it. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that Mike, was when they had like the hot dog themed like yeah. wall and they were shooting ketchup and mustard. I think that was last summer. And if someone tried to spit ketchup into my mouth, I would punch them. <laughs> I just, and again, if anybody tried to spit anything into my mouth, I would attack them physically like the, I, okay. I've never actually been physically violent before I think that that would that would create that so yeah they do ketchup and mustard mashed potatoes meatballs what a waste of mashed potatoes the number one potato <laughs> I hate product. mashed potatoes I hate mashed I potatoes the way you that. hate ketchup oh that is like, such a egregious thing to say mashed just, potatoes mm -mm, they're too mm, all, they're gloopy I don't like the it's You've a texture situation for me Ugh. wait I have a question do you like ranch Brian I'm no, I'm a very specific condiments guy. I will drench everything in buffalo, buffalo sauce. sauce. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, more American for sure. <laughs> we, we would do no, but we would do ketchup, and I, like, I would not do barbecue sauce or ranch like with anything. But my American friends usually like ranch and and barbecue sauces. So. No. Not a ranch guy, mostly <laughs> just buffalo, but I'll, you know, dabble in the barbecue and a couple of others. Mustard, yeah, like usually. Barbecue sauce and ketchup are like definitely relatives, like they're cousins. Okay, yeah. I like tomato sauce, but I don't want ketchup. Like, and I like pickles, but don't give me, like, it's different. Sorry. Wait, okay, speaking <laughs> of which, though, have you tried ketchup chips? No, and I'm not going to. <laughs> Delicious. There's now, I'm already bringing for Liana and Mike that when I first meet them, I'm bringing them dill pickle chips. So maybe Wait, if it's at the same time. they never had dill pickle? 
They, they no. exist. You, you can get pickle. dill pickle chips in America. Don't let them trick you into bringing them. I well, dill pickle pickle. We were doing a segment about pickles and like, they're just like, they were both actually kind of anti pickles in general. And what? so, yeah. And so, yes, we were, I, I told them that I'd bring them some dill pickle chips. I brought a friend dill pickle chips to the last live know it alls I went to. And then we found out you could just buy them in America. And I was like, well, yeah. why did I waste the room in my suitcase on this? They're in my grocery store. Yeah. Like, do pass them quite often. Have bought them. Like, yeah. Oh. They exist. Okay. I could point Mike in the direction. You could bring them Old Dutch <laughs> okay, like, dill pickle if you wanted ooh. to give them. Oh, you don't have Old Dutch out there. I've had Old Dutch in life. So I'm West sure we have it in Toronto. No, no, no. They only. I'm pretty sure they only sell Old Dutch up to Manitoba and no further east. And then you guys have Humpty Dumpty chips. Hmm. It's weird, but I don't know. I mean, I've lived in Vancouver, so maybe yeah. I'm just mistaking where I've I'm seen. Sh- yeah, I'm sure you've had them before. Uh, I don't like Old Dutch that much, though. Mm-mm. I mean, chips a chip. Yeah, like I I'm love. not gonna be like, oh, you got Old Dutch chips. I'm not gonna have any. I'll crush a <laughs> bag of Old Dutch chips by myself, but it wouldn't be the ones I purchase. <laughs> I love no. how hard we're trying to avoid talking about this challenge. It's, 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 it's literally so disgusting and I hate it. And um, so Caleb and Justine win, which I guess is like good for them. But I don't think I could ever look at a partner the same way after doing that kind <laughs> of challenge. Like, I just think it would be too, it would be too hard to look at them. Who said I don't mind having balls in my mouth? That was Some- Kelly. Oh, okay. Sally so said she didn't mind the balls in her mouth. Some of them were pretty big. <laughs> I was uh, like, I didn't write down who said it. I'm like, who said that? But I think Johnny picked up a meatball off the ground and then baby yeah. birded it into her mouth. And I'm like, that's, I feel like that's against etiquette. I, I feel like boundaries have been crossed beyond on the ground. Like, <laughs> the, on the ground is the least of my concerns that have happened today. <laughs> the whole thing is just, uh, it's really bad and wrong and gross. And so uh, thank God it's over. Um, we also get like, there's like separate boy and girl talk again, but it's literally just like more of the same. So I think we can jump into tonight's episode. I feel like this is where I start to become a big uh, Kirsten fan, where she is talking about how like the way and like, I don't feel like it should have been like a total disqualifier, but I like that she, unlike we have said to everyone, why is not someone not looking at like Connor as like red flags of how he's been on TV or like other guys. Kirsten is looking at like how Mackenzie and Jalen deteriorated so quickly and how he has like talked to her and about her over the last couple of days and where Kirsten has like formed a genuine friendship and like seeming like flirt mance on with Jalen. She's like, that's a big red flag for me. And it ultimately seems to push her away from him for now. So I ended up liking Kirsten a lot here from this conversation. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Kirsten's good. I like, I like her. No, I like Kirsten. I just didn't like the fact that she didn't choose a guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just wish that she had done that. Um, I didn't like her just looking at in that that position where it's kind of like everybody was like, oh, my God, poor girl, like you poor thing. You're standing there alone, standing for a guy that wasn't into you anymore. And so I didn't like that whole bit. But for the most part, I like Kirsten. Yeah, I, I don't think she's done anything that I like hate except for what, as you said, not picking someone. Um, made so, for good TV. <laughs> it made for, it, I mean, it made for TV. Was it good? Mm. Yeah, well, I enjoyed. Never myself. mind, it was good TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the episode starts 
And uh, Carrington uh, slash production has set up a date for him and Laurel, like an informal date um, with some wine and charcuterie on the balcony. And uh, it seems like they really like each other. And I guess the girls have been telling Laurel how different Carrington is with her than he was with the other girls. Uh, and that, I think, is the uh, the only other Laurel scene other than the recoupling at the end. Well, did you like how um, Carrington was laying on the couch when Laurel comes up the stairs? <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I did not like it, actually. <laughs> like, I pictured, like, you'd be doing that naked thinking he looked sexy. Oh, you just know, like, there, Kate, there is a scene in, like, one of my absolute favorite books where basically the premise of the book is that the wife gets into an accident and has like brief amnesia and she's trying to pretend she's getting her memory back. And so someone has told her about this thing, Mont Blanc that her and her husband used to really like. And so she brings it up to him and he thinks she has her memory back. So she comes into the room and he is naked on the bed with whipped cream on his junk. And he's like, dive in Mont Blanc. And she's like, (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Because she has no idea because she's faking about starting to get her memory back. See, I like to think that it's where like Mackenzie walked in on the um, hideaway and is like, no, Connor, you're supposed to be laying on the bed. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, and so Connor liked it. You're right. Connor coached Carrington like, hey, when they walk in, you're supposed to play. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty think, sure that's what happened. I don't here. think Carrington would accept coaching from anyone, least of all. They're Connor. like BFFs. So yeah, uh, but what uh, they do, like what, everyone with, Con- with, Con- uh, with yeah, Carrington. But I don't know if anyone is looking at Connor as someone they want advice from. Yeah, Carrington, the like tiny twenty-two year old baby, is like, I need to protect Connor. <laughs> so, well, and I mean, isn't Connor right only twenty-three? Like, it's not like there's a big difference. No, I know. Connor's more boring than a twenty-three-year-old should be. <laughs> I, I feel like he's older than that. No, is he really only twenty-three? I'm pretty sure. So, I'm pretty sure he's only twenty-three. Yeah, and you know what they say: no one likes you when you're twenty-three. Nobody. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know people said that, but I can agree it's, with that. It's from um, a Blink-182 song. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> yeah, uh, probably a pretty niche reference, but that's what you get with Kirsten uh, McInnes. Niche oh, references. Yeah. Blink-182, that underground band no, no one's no, ever no. heard. No, 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 I'm not saying that no one's heard of Blink-182. I'm just thinking it's a very particular group of people who are going to remember lyrics from Blink-182 songs in 2020. Gotcha. And not that um, I'm like a super fan, because I'm not. There's just a few that I remember. <laughs> I don't want anyone being like, oh, Christian says you pick with two fans. You let me know. Uh, enough. Um, you are correct, though. Connor is 23 from Pittsburgh. He's an auditor. I wrote that he's cute but young and struggled a bit with dating. I'm like, a bit? Oh, go back. That's me in the past. <laughs> I've learned so much more since then. <laughs> oh, I feel I'm like I feel like you could say cute but young about pretty much every guy that's been on the show this season. That yes. Um, so then we get uh, the little setup of Calvin and Kirsten. They like to flirt with each other. They like each other a little bit. Uh, Calvin never really tried with her because she was coupled up, but he does think she is hot. And so that's setting us up for later. Um, I like them? Question I'm, mark. I am not opposed. Yeah. I kind of like I feel like both of them. neither of them are like jumping off the TV, but I find them more fun than some of the other more, uh, you know, boring couples. So I would enjoy this and I would like to see it develop. 
Well, Lauren on some of her after um, the Villa interviews was saying that Calvin was surprisingly a lot more funny and a lot had a lot more swagger than is actually being portrayed on the show. Because I don't know how Calvin can get a girl as, in my opinion, as hot as Kirsten. Like, I just don't think he's got the, the charm. <laughs> like, he doesn't have the crack. He doesn't have the banter. Like, he, to me, would be a class no. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Aww. So the fact that he could get Kirsten, I'm like, and she wants to flirt with them. I'm, I'm wondering, this is just a wonder, if, like, she knows that she could probably have him be wrapped around her finger. And so maybe that's why she's kind of maybe putting all of her eggs in his basket. See, I feel like a girl who thinks that she's going to have people wrapped around their finger isn't standing alone waiting for Carrington at the recoupling. So I like them. I don't feel like Kirsten, like I think, and he said it, Jalen said it like, Oh, like, you know, you're attractive, but like, sure but does she know like in comparison to everyone here like who knows and i feel like i'm like calvin's number one fan and i'm not even like that into him but like i enjoy him and like see him as like worthwhile casting on the show and so i yes i would say like is this like a super like match that i would have picked on paper no but i like them both who knew that Calvin had a fan? Got right? once. I like he, him. He's got one. I mean, I'm not opposed to this matchup. Um, I would like to see more, but uh, I do think that we've seen that Calvin is very willing to play the game and go with what America thinks, and we just saw him get super shut down by Cher. So yeah. I don't know how much I believe what he is saying to Kirsten. I think that she has proven herself to be someone who um, falls for the fuck boys. So I worry. Well, and Kirsten was also really frustrated that um, Carrington was showing Laurel more affection than he ever showed her in the villa. Yeah. And I'm just kind of thinking in my head, I'm like, Kirsten's because he's into her. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, like, that should make you feel confirmation. Mm-hmm. Like, it shouldn't make you upset. You should be like, oh, yeah, he didn't like me. I'm, I will close my heart off to him forever. She got there eventually, which is why I think that finally she's talking to some new people. Thank God. Um, We get a very intense Connor and Mackenzie conversation where Mackenzie is like talking about how she feels judged and all of that and how and this is where she finds out that Connor and Moira have been talking, which is news to me as someone who watches every episode of this dumb show. (laughs) And like, oh, okay. Uh, And then they're just like talking a lot. And it really did seem like Mackenzie was going to try to bring back what they were having. But um, I do feel like Connor was shutting that down and bringing up like, you know, Moira and that kind of thing. And Carrington's like, tries to break up the conversation uh yeah i let's go play charades like she's hysterically <laughs> crying yeah he's i just want to have a fun night with everyone uh and it's like <laughs> just like i think carrington should have just let them have their conversation and not tried to butt in but you don't think a producer was like go break them up play some charades you know what i mean I, like the, the thing is is i don't i think that it's more I valuable to so. the producers to see the full emotional gambit of a connor and Mackenzie confrontation than it is to have that like mm-hmm. kind of funny moment not even for the death eyes the death stare that she gave him <laughs> I, I, I guess i maybe if they really wanted to paint her that way 
Yeah, I don't know. I see again. I know that it is the purpose of the show, but Mackenzie and Moira are supposedly these best friends. And for like, like you said, like it to come out of absolute nowhere. Like I was shocked that all of a sudden Connor and Moira is a possibility. Well, I like I thought in that conversation with Mackenzie that he was saying like Moira and I have been talking as friends and like mm-hmm. are still friends. I didn't even realize that it was more than that until afterwards when Mackenzie's like, yeah, I was just trying to kind of give him my blessing about Moira. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. what? Yeah. My ex and my best friend, I was like, okay, <laughs> things have moved forward. And I didn't, I missed it. And yeah, I watched I that recap that. episode. Like, <laughs> I don't love it. Uh, I feel like it's a weird little position for the three of them to be in not to mention that i think connor and moira would be unbearably boring they and if already are any if anyone votes for them i'm upset with you <laughs> okay but i'm gonna put a little bit of a tinfoil hat theory out there is that they actually match better astrologically and so they might get along better she's a pisces he's a cancer they're both watery they're both kind of moody and emotional they might be able to vibe a little bit better and so i I think it's obvious that they vibe better um also again pisces cancer relationship be very watery and that's so much like the most toxic men in my life have all been cancers, and yet I'm still drawn to them. But <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. I'm not watching the show for people to get along, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What am I talking about? Okay, <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's pretty clear that they do match up a lot better than Mackenzie and Connor did, but it's just so boring. Like I have Justine and Caleb. Um, that is like my horse in this race. I don't need another couple to get like be you know getting. <laughs> Justine and Caleb are interesting and get along, whereas Connor and Moira are paint drying at like you know and someone throwing water at it like it's so slow like god i'm so like i want to couple up with this boy because Uh. (laughs) i'm sorry i just fell asleep um actually i just i can't i can't deal with it i do have to say though connor's confessionals when he's talking about moira he's a little bit more animated and he can articulate a lot better than when he was speaking about uh, Mackenzie or their relationship and so maybe there will be some more energy that's kind of brought into this new relationship because he feels a little more comfortable and able to be himself and that's great. And I wish them all the luck on the outside yeah, of. Like, uh, well, okay, but like at the very least, thank God, this is Mackenzie's best friend and ex-boyfriend dating. There will be drama. It just exactly. won't come from them. It will come from her. And so at least I'm here for that. Very true. Um, Then we get like the full, full Jalen McKenzie, like breakup. Um, yeah. Huh. And we'll just thank God it's over. Yeah, it is. I don't even know. It's like this was so long coming. I don't feel like uh, Jalen kind of I feel like as soon as he saw the first red flag, um, it was like all over because he had already seen whatever he had seen on TV. I do really like Mackenzie's points of like how it is kind of unfair that like 
he is judging her based on like an edited TV show. And yes, that is likely to come up again. And we are still watching an edited TV show, but she has not gotten to watch him in his previous relationship. So like, she's not going to be able to call out like red flags or anything as easily. But I think what Mackenzie's not getting is that this isn't a race to find the red flags. It's to figure out if you're compatible. And clearly I feel like no matter who figures it out first, they're not compatible. No. And the fact that after she spoke her piece, the only thing that he felt compelled to say was noted. Yeah, exactly. He's like I said, he's very good. Like she can lay out like a soliloquy about how she is like upset or feels or whatever the case may be. And he'll respond with, OK, yeah, like, <laughs> she'll call out. He is sending that K text message. That mm-hmm. is who Jalen is. And I that would not vibe for me. It certainly won't vibe for Mackenzie. Uh, just not not a good match. But it's also the whole he's not that into you thing. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like maybe if he were actually into her, he would be a little bit more communicative. You, mm-hmm. I would hope so. Anyways, can you imagine if you, like, that's just said the level of communication you get from Taylor, <laughs> no matter what. Well, you know, that's not the case. Cause he's like, talks to everybody. And that's one of the reasons why Mackenzie was so irritated by him. It's like, you're giving everybody so much attention and you're not giving any to me. So I think he can be, you know, give some voice words of wisdom, but not to Mackenzie. Mackenzie. No. Eek. Yeah, and he like expresses interest in in Kirsten a little bit, and Kirsten's you know being cautious. Then you get Mackenzie's kind of like last ditch conversation with Aaron of like you know well we're friends and maybe something could grow from that and we should give it a try. And you get Aaron and confessional like "Mm, this is a tough one for me. It's like on the one hand, Mackenzie's (laughs) super hot. On the other hand, I've seen her have two relationships so far. Oh, I think it's a bad sign when he thinks she's joking to start. Um, But you kind of got to explain why they're together. And something that he says here does remind me of her bio where he says like, oh, like she's so cool. She's one of the guys. And I feel like Mackenzie was in her preseason bio, like I'll watch like the football games. Like I'm a huge sports fan. I'll like be this. I'll hang out with the guys. And I feel like maybe that contributes to where Mackenzie is like, if you're saying I'm one of the guys and I can hang out like with you and your friends and like the girls and everything. And like, so why can't I be around all the time? And it's like, yeah, but maybe that's not always the best. Even if you do fit in most of the time, you still need some time apart. I agree. <laughs> um, I think that Miss McKenzie just doesn't really get it. I think she, should, she yeah. thinks that if she's not getting that full attention from a guy in a relationship, that means that he's not into her. And sometimes it may, but I think that she's kind of reading signals wrong and like what she needs to feel validated in a relationship is not what all guys are going to be giving her. And so the temper tantrum is a turnoff to many of them. And so she hasn't figured out that her tactics don't work. And so she needs, I think she actually needs to probably go to like a dating coach. Like oh, and she's only 24 too. Better to figure it out now. Oh, she's just a baby little Leo. Like, let her live her life. Of course, she wants attention. Yes. Oh. It's relatable. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we also get we get a really cute Caleb and Justine interaction where they're talking about being a power couple, being like uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z, being John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. 
And it's just, and he was like, I'm the funny one. You just sing the songs. <laughs> well, and then she's like, well, you know, some people might think you look a little bit like John Legend. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's uh, the wildest comparison I've ever seen. Um, but you missed one part right beforehand. The Usher residency that's happening over there. Oh, it's like, yes. yes, I need to go. I need to go. I, love I, love, I do love Usher, but I didn't know about this. So I'm We're happy. advertising yeah, no idea. concerts in like July of 2021. <laughs> so like, don't worry, guys. In 10 months from now, we'll be great. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. All I can, anytime anyone brings up Usher, all I can think of is it's like that song, OMG, where it's like I love that song. Yeah, it's it's a great song, <laughs> but it's like I used to have a friend who would sing it, and she would like do like an hourglass shape of like a woman while she's singing it. But sometimes she would do like extra lumps, so it'd be like, oh, she'd be like "Let me love you," and I'd be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> what is?" She's like, "It's a woman's body," and I'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> Confessions was an album that I would play for everyone to listen to very frequently. <laughs> I was like very tiny <laughs> to like barely just getting into music and was like, I think I'm an Usher guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> a that's friend of mine went on tour with him for two years. I think it was for that actually um that Ooh. record. Or I think it was a record or DVD. What, what were they back then? A, a, CD, <laughs> a CD, an album? CD, an album, tape. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a cassette tape. Um my sister <laughs> had an MP3 player that fit approximately 20 songs, and one of them was Yeah. Ooh, great song. We'll add to any playlist. We'll always sing along. <laughs> it deserves it. I know. I didn't know this about you, Scally, that you're such an Usher guy. Good to know. I mean, that album does slap. Like, it's a great album. <laughs> you, like, you got it bad? You got it bad is great. I am a big uh, Let It Burn guy. Usher is my jam. <laughs> This is really good to know. I <laughs> truly, I, I never knew this. This is uh, a good to good to know that there's still things we can learn about each other's character. <laughs> uh, um, where okay, then we also get. Oh yeah, do we want to gush over Caleb and Justine? Do we have anything more about that, or are we moving on? Just always, but I feel like we covered it. It's relatable, okay. wanting to be okay. the Chrissy Teigen in the relationship, All though. Right. I would never get into ship them being called Caleb. Caleb is that their best their best couple name? Hmm. Jaleb. <laughs> Justeb. Well, you I, you certainly can't call yeah. them Justine. No, thank you. <laughs> Caleb, it is. It's Caleb. Beforehand, I was calling Mackenzie and Connor McConnor, but that's not a thing anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> that's over. I really, did, I really did think McConnor had a shot of getting back together after yeah. the Tuesday episode and I wasn't that upset. <laughs> like well, it wasn't going to work. But <laughs> hey, if mom and dad want to get back together and be messy on my TV screen one more time. <laughs> Not mom and dad! <laughs> so uh, it's fine. We Oh, God. We also get um, Jalen and Cher talking about how they're, like, interested and they don't want to rush things. And Cher, of course, doesn't want to rush anything. So she's like, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, cool. Down. Awesome. Let's casually date. Thanks. Again, you have to throw in, like, why are these two random people together? Um. So then it's like the pre-recoupling. It's all just the same kind of 
drama mm-hmm. as before. The Cher and Calvin stuff is weird because then Cher's like, well, don't switch on me. It's like, you've given him no indication that you want to be with him. What are you like? What are you doing? Yeah. No one's That's going home so on this recoupling. Why are you trying so hard? <laughs> well, she didn't realize that. Hmm. I feel Maybe. like I have some theories. We'll get to. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and then uh, Connor like fully puts Mackenzie in the friend zone, and she calls that out and then cries about it. Yeah, I cried about it too. Stop. <laughs> okay, I've, like honestly, Skelly, this bit has gone too far. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, so then we get. The actual recoupling and it's guy's choice, even though it doesn't really matter this time because nobody's going home. There's an equal number because both Connor and uh, Kirsten had chose not to bring someone. Um, There's no odd number of people like if only one person had done so. So no one goes home. And uh, we get Carrington uh, says his perfect match may be the complete opposite of him and then talks about how nice Laurel is. And it's like, okay, you know yourself. (laughs) Uh, Right. Uh, Johnny talks about meeting each other's families, picks Sally. Caleb uh, feels he can be vulnerable. And today he flirted with the idea of growing old with Justine. Imagine growing old. You would never catch me (laughs) dead growing old. Um, we've got, uh, Calvin chooses Kirsten, Jalen chooses Cher, Connor chooses Moira, and then Aaron has no choice but to choose Mackenzie. But I thought, like, Aaron was very nice with his Mm -hmm. speech, and he really did make it seem like it was a genuine coupling, I thought, um, because he really could have gotten away with saying nothing and being like, well, uh, we're what's left. Oh, that would have been so harsh. I felt a little bit sad for Mackenzie here because, you know, she's standing there by herself, like the two guys that she would have hoped maybe had chosen her other than Aaron. So she did put some interest in Aaron, but she was kind of standing there by herself being the last pick, you know, it's like a schoolyard pick. And she was last. Not fine. Calvin really did fake me out. I thought that he was going to pick Cher uh, for a second. And the only reason that I flagged up earlier with Cher maybe wanting to stick with Calvin is uh, we have an America's vote coming up soon. And Jalen and Cher being two of the newest people in the villa, don't think they stand a chance. We're about to say goodbye to both of them. So thank you for the mess. But that's going to be it for you, too. Um, I really. Yeah, I think they are a definite cut, but I think we're probably losing one more couple in addition. Who would it be? That is what I'm wondering. Because I, I'm wondering if it's going to be like, sometimes what we'll see is like the bottom couple automatically goes home and then like, okay, pick one person from each of the other two bottom couples mm-hmm. to go home. So I think that's a distinct possibility. I know they said that we're getting three new guys coming into the villa. So the beds are full. I don't think we are, you know, keeping all these people and still getting three new guys. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, the vote will open soon, and it's only going to be open for a little while. So, all right, I already voted East Coast, yo. Yep. Well, the vote will open soon for me, and I will be able to <laughs> vote. <laughs> so, how did you vote? 
I, if I'm I, allowed I, to have. I know. <laughs> <laughs> My vote is not private. Um, I did vote for Johnny and Sally because I really want her to feel be, to feel good. Um, I know that Justine and Caleb, they're definitely a strong second, and, and it's probably America's first right now. But um, I, I did want to give some support to Johnny and Sally. So. I uh, I saw a tweet from the Great Wolf from America who did create our theme song, and he had voted for Aaron and Mackenzie and said Team Good Feeds, and so oh. there is a good chance that I will throw my vote their way just to insulate Mackenzie. I did take. I went and I followed my heart, and I <laughs> voted for Justine and Caleb because you got to throw them a vote. And I promptly took my sister's phone and voted for Aaron and Mackenzie. (laughs) (laughs) I want Mackenzie here. (laughs) Go back and try again to see if I could vote a second time. And I couldn't, but I would have done all those three. Those are the three that I care about staying in the villa. Okay. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're all on the same page about that. And probably most of the audiences as well, except for the Mackenzie part, because there are some people who have just no taste and that's fine. I am just waiting for like, Oh, actually Jalen and Cher are in the top three couple. Like what? I I, I don't think anybody wants. I don't think they'll get any votes to be on. Maybe they're friends and family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it'll be very much like last time where it was like 90% of the vote was one couple and then the rest of it was just very close between the, the scraps that are left exactly. over. Exactly. I think that's definitely possible. The, it's going to be very top heavy. Uh, I can see, you know, Carrington could be at risk here. Calvin's probably going to fall towards, you know, the bottom Calvin and Kirsten. Uh, I'm a little worried about Aaron and Mackenzie, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. I think. Mackenzie will get some votes. Like, I think that she'll, I don't think she'll be in danger again. Yeah. If this was a vote off of the villa vote, which not that they're like one to do, uh, that's where I get worried about like the masses organizing behind getting Mackenzie out of the villa. But luckily it's a vote to save and controversy uh, or like, you know, uh, excitement as I would like to phrase it garners votes. So let's hope. Okay, fingers crossed. So that um, takes us kind of to the end of the episodes. We will hit just a couple of questions, but not too many because we've been talking for seven years. <laughs> and I gotta let my East Coast podca- podcast uh, guest and co-host go to bed at some point on this weekend. Um, but so we'll just go through a, qu- a couple. So um, these questions are from the Rob Has Awesome Patrons Facebook group. Um, Sarah West asks, "How could production let Mercedes go?" Could they not have offered Carrington some money to pick her? Just think of the drama. Uh, they should have sent her in there with Connor. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Connor, do you any uh, second thoughts? Maybe you want to pick someone else? Like, hey, or... Connor, you dropped this. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Put her on season three. I'm ready. Let's bring back Mercedes. I mean, I was surprised that she wasn't able to figure out how to get into the villa. Um, she de- she definitely is TV gold. She would have caused a lot of drama, obviously, in the villa. But maybe the- no, I don't know why that she didn't get there. Get there actually. Yeah, I think that maybe people didn't like her forwardness. Maybe I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I feel like she kind of played her hand with Johnny early, and while Carrington still gave her a shot, ultimately, I think he probably made the better decision here with Laurel uh, in terms of their compatibility. But if Mercedes shows up on the challenge, I'm not going to complain. So we'll see what happens. Can you imagine <laughs> someone is on three episodes of Love Island US and then they get onto the challenge? Incredible! Like, yeah, I mean, mind. Someone was on like an episode of Bachelor Canada and showed up there. So yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I saw that episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, we also got, um, so Katie Wallace brings up that Faith did a, a Facebook live in another Facebook group. Um, and no. I guess was saying that the men really were just treating the women, women in Casa more like objects acting like they were on a bachelor party. And apparently Johnny was so bad on night two with Mercedes that CBS actually can't even air it. Um, hmm. they said not a question, but really are the guys trash? And, uh, you didn't have to, ask. you already you knew the question, the answer to that question in your heart when you asked it. Hey, I thought, Johnny was done with Mercedes after night one. Huh. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I like, what she was saying on, I think it was ET, ET, or no, e, yeah, ET Entertainment Tonight. Um, they were, the girls were saying, so it was Faith, Janelle, and Mercedes were saying that Johnny locked eyes on Mercedes right from the beginning and like, she was his and like he she wasn't allowed to really talk to anybody else like she really got like he was became very possessive apparently over her and like kind of he was the aggressor in the whole situation and she was the one that felt as though she was like trapped apparently so i don't know why it's so different from what we were shown in the episode um and why the three women are kind of in solidarity with that storyline um i don't know i don't know where the truth is here that's and I'm almost wondering if like Johnny was, you know, being very, very bad and then kind of shifted gears really fast to be like, oh, but I'm going to go back to Selly. And they were like, well, we should insulate this couple from this drama. Yeah, is, it's is hard to be what I'm thinking from a production standpoint. It's hard to throw your like 82% vote getter under the bus or whatever it was like at a certain point, uh, you gotta protect your assets i guess which i would not argue is the case hey we have other people ready to rise up and take the fan favorite spot but uh, maybe it's a harder storyline to portray i don't know but uh it definitely is interesting hearing that from an interview yeah that's a that's a lot to unpack yeah um, and his girlfriend apparently has been saying like, yeah, he's really possessive. Like, you know, he wouldn't let me do anything. And like, he really gets like territorial about like, his, like yeah. when I was dating him. So I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen fully that side yeah. of him. I hate to hear that though. Same. Like really, really hate to hear that. But then I also hate to think that the producers would be protecting that kind of, you know, Sally, because like she's going to be getting into a relationship with someone that might be, you know, bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not a person. So at the same time, I think that that's not great either. I have watched reality TV for long (laughs) enough to know that they they will protect people that they have an interest in. They don't care. They will, you know, if they can get away with it awesome if they don't then they'll start showing but seems like they thought they could you know cut bait here with who was in casa more and move on now it sounds like johnny is gonna end up on the challenge (laughs) based on the men i've seen on that show 
Well, like before, like are you the one used to filter people through? And so mm-hmm. now that the, the merger with CBS and we're seeing more crossovers with um, Survivor and Big Brother, I wouldn't be surprised if they started pulling some people from this show. They invited some people for this upcoming season of the challenge, but rumors are they turned turned down the opportunity. Who did yeah, what was her ask? name? I've heard her name. The really pretty girl. Supposedly, they asked bisexual. Kira and Yemen, and they both turned oh. it down. Which I think are both pretty decent picks. Yeah, both uh, are good picks. Kira, definitely my favorite of the two, was pretty upset to hear that she had turned it down. I know that like they had moved over Ray and Caro to The Amazing Race before that had uh, canceled filming. So I think that we could end up seeing these personalities show up elsewhere. Oh, and Lauren in an, in an interview after was saying that Yemen was the, per- was the one guy from season one that she was most interested in maybe getting to know. And then Weston well, second. Lauren found a boyfriend at the airport on her way home. So she's committed <laughs> now. Okay. Did you see is that? Is this the real thing? Yeah, no? there's a TMZ article. She met a man who is also like a actor at the airport leaving Vegas. And now they're, I guess, dating and traveling together. Yeah, Fun. Posted, I'm picking that up. Yeah. It got posted like three and a half times in one day. So like that was sponsored content, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> like someone was calling the paparazzi on themselves there. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously. Um, and so the last question of the night from Felipe Shimon. What stuffed animal would you be carrying down the stairs? And I think everybody knows I'd be carrying down my giant stuffed banana, which is fully what I would bring on reality TV. It's the size of me. And I'd bring that. Hmm. I don't have any stuffed animals. Well, that, I don't. that's normal. See, when I was a kid, I had a tiny little stuffed rabbit. I believe that at one point had a Hawaiian shirt on. May have lost it. Iconic. And yeah, but the thing is that I would also lose them or like one would be dirty or whatever the case may be. So I had multiples of this rabbit that my parents just kept and would switch out if I ever lost one or something like that. So, yeah, probably that rabbit. I think one of them is still around, but we'll have to find them. I feel like I need to get a stuffed no, animal now. I need to get a stuffed animal. <laughs> I literally, Scally has a childhood stuffed animal that his parents had a million of, and so one might be left. <laughs> and I, like, won a stupid prize at the fair when I was 18 and just think it's funny because I named it Erection and bring it with me <laughs> from apartment to apartment. Well, maybe if I, like, what about one of those body pillows? Like, could I bring one of those as a stuffed animal? Oh, there you go. hell yeah. Love a like, body pillow. Yeah. Honestly, I've been toying with the idea of just full on buying like a pregnancy pillow so that I can be engulfed in a pillow while I am sleeping at night. So comfy. Right? Doesn't that just sound nice? Yes. I love how you you implied I only have one stuffed animal as but (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what your stuffed animal life is like. I was trying to reassure Chantal. They're not sitting on my bed, but they're somewhere. I don't know. I definitely have. Oh, well, like if bags. we're going by that, then there's bit. I'm pretty sure there's like three bins of stuffed animals at my dad's house in the basement. Yeah, I'm still waiting on the beanie babies to regain their value. So, Ooh. <laughs> hey, one day you'll be rich. Can't wait. Um, I that. <laughs> incredible. Uh, so, one other thing. So, last episode. We asked everyone, we beseeched you to please rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars. It's all we want. Five star ratings. And we did get some more ratings since that time. 
but would like to remind you to please go onto your podcatcher, write us five stars, write a review if you want. You can write anything you want in the review. It could be mean even. Just only five-star ratings is all we accept. Um, and you can find us at com slash loveislandpod. Um, Chantel, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Like, I've been smiling this whole time. So this is great. My cheeks hurt. It's perfect. I love Love Island and talking all about it and with you guys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and so if people are looking to hear more from you, where can they find you? I mean, I'm all over the place, but uh, if you go to Instagram at ShanFranFran, you can find most of my links. And if you want to directly hear me talk about all this reality stuff, um, I started a YouTube channel called Reality Realness with three S's. So we just talk to all of our chat room people about, you know, <laughs> Love Island stuff and <laughs> the challenge stuff. We're doing a rewatch of The Duel right now, season 13 Ooh. of The Challenge. You know, we're going back to our roots here. I might do um, a real world or actually a road rules, um, you know, rewatch soon. So we're going to go Ooh. back to the old stuff. Duel is a great season. Of and course. It's one of the uh, potential starting points I tell people when they say they're going to go watch the challenge. Usually start one season earlier, but great season. Highly, highly recommend. Well, we were definitely going for a great season. Um, obviously, we love the love story that gets unfolded within that season. Right. And yeah, it's pretty epic. You're seeing like the, the beginnings of Johnny Bananas when he was still called John. You know, <laughs> it's just just the beginning, the origin story of all these, you know, the challenge legends. So I'm enjoying going back in time here. Well, that's great. I have to go back and watch old challenge. So at least now I'll have a companion for that <laughs> and i have a, i have a resource so i can give you i can help you out with that oh incredible okay sounds good <laughs> um and then on the past past that point uh scally where can people find you if they want to hear more from you all right well i am on twitter at brian underscore scally uh be tweeting about love island big brother anything else that comes across you know give me more reality tv and i'll be happy uh otherwise i uh talked about it before you know last podcast but what just released was the uh losers draft on the challenge wrap up me and Matt Ligori jumped over to do with Allie and Brian and that was a lot of fun definitely check that out and with the exact opposite goal in mind over <laughs> on the Dom and Colin podcast uh, me Matt Ligori Colin Stone and Haley Strong drafted for uh, you know we were going for the positive points looking for the winner in that draft so we'll be talking about that uh, more as the season gets closer to starting Ooh. Excited. I feel like you guys are just gonna be like best friends, and I'm. Gonna be like, well, I mean, we have the same <laughs> astrological makeup. You know, yeah, what I mean? you have like, similar ooh. interests, the same astrological makeup. Like, I'm just getting. I'm I'm Mackenzie now, and I'm like, mm, I, <laughs> <laughs> I need more attention. Why are you guys? Give me, give, please, somebody give me compliments. Um, well, I do have a question though. Like, I'm starting to get a little bit anxiety at the fact that we're starting to wind down. I feel with Love Island. And like, you know, after Castlemore, like they're going to have like the families come in and stuff like that. The babies and stuff like that. Do you think they'll still be able to have the families come in with COVID? No way. Dude. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think these people have family members in quarantine? 
Yeah, we I might mean, get some uh, video calls. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. video calls, 100%. Yeah. But I would love that it was still family, but maybe they were in quarantine, but more likely Zoom calls. Mm. But what are we going to watch next, though? I'm being, I'm actually being serious. What's, okay. What else is coming up? So, see, we've said before, I don't see any reason why we will not be getting another season of Big Brother, another season of Love Island coming up because. What else are they going to film? So can very well see that being an option for later. Uh, seems like they figured the formula out as long as they can find somewhere to film. Then I think that's a possibility. Challenges filming. I feel like we'll have content. Okay. There, there, we will have content. And then uh, even if it takes a little bit of time to get back, there's old seasons to watch. There's, there's always more. I will watch The Masked Singer. Okay, I haven't given them, I haven't watched <laughs> The Masked Singer, and I'm like, do I jump in to The Masked Singer? The first season was good, I haven't seen the second season, but I'm probably going to do a nice little marathon and just, you know, just know the what's the banana wins. The costumes scare go. me. <laughs> like, really like did you see the picture, did you see the lips for this new season? It's like a mouth, and there's like arms coming out of the mouth, and it's like... Honestly, I'm really scared of it, so I don't know if I can watch them. It's so ridiculous, though. I I find it quite funny. Uh, What about Dancing with the Stars? How are you feeling about that? I have not watched the premiere yet, but I heard that it was a spectacle. Spectacle because of Carol Baskin. Because of Carol Baskin. (laughs) Killed her husband, whacked Actor. (laughs) We're all on TikTok here. (laughs) Yeah, that's this is the TikTok podcast. Exactly. Um, Oh, if only I could do the dances. Oh, um, so I guess I also should plug. Uh, so if you want to follow me and hear more from me, um, at Kirsten said want on every platform, including Twitch. My goal for the fall is to get my Twitch back up and running to the extent that it was at before I moved to BC and also get the discord up and running. So uh, head over there, twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what, uh, as well as Kowski cast is still releasing stuff. They haven't released a Riverdale one in a while, but I don't know. They got Twifight, which I've been enjoying. And then I don't even know. They just Riverdale will come out. We have a few episodes in the can. So just bother Mary. If you want to hear more from me about Riverdale. Um, <laughs> What do you what do you um stream on Twitch? What's your what do you do on okay. that platform? So sometimes I play The Sims, but it's been a while. But I'm gonna do some more Sims. Too long. Sometimes I do <laughs> um Dream Daddy. Um sometimes I just most of the time I just chat. I just hang out, talk about TV life, fun, that kind of thing. Um the last stream I did, I opened by doing a couple of tarot readings for some of the viewers, and uh I think that that's what we're gonna do moving at the start of every stream i'm probably gonna like do a tarot reading for somebody um who what deck is that a regular like traditional tarot okay hell yeah i mean i got tons oh i'm so jealous i need more decks Um, i just i just have the wild unknown Ooh, okay it's a beautiful deck Um, i like it i really like it. it resonates with me and so i did a couple of readings at the start and like i'm still super novice at that but i feel like that's a fun way to get better by just doing like a little reading for 
for someone. Uh, whenever you go on, then totally, I'll, I'll come on and I would get you to read me. I would love <laughs> to do. We could do like um, we we'll have Jenny Autumn on too, and we could do like kind of like a witchy stream. Would be really fun. <laughs> Obsessed. I can tell you all my super witchy stories okay. too. And I've trained in uh, in tarot, and I've trained in. I started training obviously in astrology, so I love learning more and hearing more. Like it's like definitely one of my favorite things to do. I, so. Do you do um? Do you do like crystals and stuff too? Um, I know about crystals and sometimes if I have one and if I do a reading for somebody and like I feel a crystal that I just happen to have with me, I usually maybe gift it to somebody. Um, I don't necessarily put them on like my chakras and like lay down and meditate, whatever, but I do believe in the healing properties of crystals. For sure. I, I was just starting to do some research into crystals the other night. So <laughs> we'll talk. I, I believe in them. So yes. Yeah, no, I, I think I do too. I, I'm, you know what? I'm a witch, okay, guys. Yeah, witch too. Um, I love this. So again, uh, well, I guess we should probably finish the podcast. No, whatever. Um, <laughs> Here for two and a half hours. It's like, just two and a half hour podcast. Death. It's fine. Plus, like half an hour of talking before. Um, so thank you again to Will from America for our theme song. Thank you to Scott St. Pierre behind the scenes for getting this posted and doing all that work. And this podcast is made possible by the patrons of Rob has a podcast. Uh, if you have any spare money lying around and you want to become a patron, you can do that at Rob has a website.com slash patron. And they have just released where you can pay on an annual basis. So you pay for 11 months and you get 12. So maybe that's something that draws you and you could become a patron uh thank you so much for joining us we will be back on uh we'll record on thursday night with Haley strong and we will see you next time if you're looking for love well you've come to the wrong place because kirsten and scally well they don't know a thing and the men that they cast on this show are truly a disgrace so we don't care about the love that might be there yeah we just want to see the drama